0: Welcome, one and all, to the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast 2022, Year in Review. I am your King of Extreme, Phil K.O.E., the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that makes the other podcast cower, the prince and potentate of the political parlance, the lord of the Scottish Highlands, one damn handsome man if I do say so myself. We are here at Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube and Spotify. But of course, I am Phil K.O.E. of K.O.E. Nation on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch, and I am I'm joined this evening by my two indomitable broadcast partners, all the way from the land of tundra,
1: the one, the only, your nine-time revolutionary wrestling podcast champion, your big bucking emperor chicken. Uh, it's good to good to be back on uh, revolutionary wrestling podcast. Feel like it's been a while.
0: It has, it has, and we are also joined this evening by the reigning, a defending is it 13 or 14 time
2: it's 14
0: 14 time revolutionary wrestling podcast champion but who's counting and also the current reigning defending decades-long revolutionary extreme wrestling champion yes tony two belts himself tony how are we doing this evening
2: Ah, oh, yes, it is I, the 14-time Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast champion, non-chill-filtered, non-coppa-friendly, and ah, oh, yes, I left 2022 the champ, and I am ringing it in as champ. That's that's a first time in a long time, folks. Holy shit. Tony fucking G. Like, share, subscribe, folks. Yes, it has been a hot minute since we have last been with you live, folks, at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast. No live events in December. I mean, the last thing we did was Survivor Series, folks, and we're finally coming back around. We got the Royal Rumble coming up here in just a couple of, well, two, three short weeks. It's almost WrestleMania season. I mean, we're we're ready to hunker down for a stellar, fantastic, and probably shit-filled 2023 here at the RWP. So, with that being said, folks, this, what you are watching, listening, and reviewing now, is the 2022 year in review and award show. Folks, this is one of the most fun times we have here at the RWP and this night will be no different. We've got a lot of categories to go through and we're going to try to get through it fairly quickly. We we have run quite ah. long in years past. Ah, I, I'd like funny. to I'd like to avoid a, another marathon show unless unless the i think we can get through them. it
0: a little faster this time around but there's so many things to discuss and also you folks out there all the denizens of the revolutionary wrestling podcast the koe nation and big buck and empire you all have so many fascinating things to say just like you know tantui ten man, that philosopher king tony two belts rides again
2: yes. so
0: it this is true now if if I may, Tony, if I may be so presumptuous as I to introduce you, the audience to the categories this year. Yes, please. So just so you can keep this before your mind. The Rookie of the Year. Wasted Talent. The Worst Wrestler. <laughs> Best Male Match. Best Female Match. Best Tag Team Match. Best Male Wrestler. <laughs> Best Female Wrestler best tag teams, best event, feud of the year, and wrestle shit of the year. What is the shittiest thing to happen in wrestling this year we will
1: decide folks there Let's weren't go. zombies this year so that's good no
2: no this was not uh <sighs> Barely. Was not a zombie year thank god if there <laughs> were please nobody tell me now and ruin it for me uh, i
0: was about to say i'm sure like pro wrestling gorilla probably did something along those lines <sighs> yeah but, that's fair. god i mean i suppose that just that like no spoiler it wasn't but you know upon thinking that probably could have been our nominee for wrestle shit of the year any year just pro wrestling grill Yeah,
2: pick a year the really they're pretty good but, at it
0: <coughs> Tony as the reigning defending revolutionary extreme wrestling champion I'm going to allow you to pick the first category
2: all right so uh I, I, let's go with an easy one We're kind of an offshoot one first I'd, I'd like to just get one out of the way right away because I'm, I'm actually kind of interested to hear what your guys' thoughts are on this. What was the event of the year? Mm.
0: Hmm. If I can go ahead and just rip this Band-Aid off. Please. Um, WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania. Number two wasn't even close. Steve Austin, Kevin Owens. It was WrestleMania.
2: I, yeah, I'm also going with WrestleMania. Obviously, this was a two-night spectacle, and this is the first time since they switched to two nights that it actually lived up to the hype. We had a main event night one after a 19-year hiatus. Stone Cold Steve Austin has a match, a real match with Kevin Owens in Texas at WrestleMania. And then he was heavily involved in the next night when Vince McMahon had a fucking, two matches actually, if you want to count it that way. Mm -hmm. WrestleMania was uh, absolutely fantastic this year, finally having a full crowd for the first time since 2019. And it, it lived up to the two night hype this time around. They really, even though the promotion was not what I wanted it to be, the the event itself actually lived up to the hype.
0: Yeah, it like everything about it. I like now granted, two nights is a little ridiculous.
1: I like, uh I I disagree. Whoa. I I had it as uh, number two um wow. i i think you guys forget about some of the some of the matches we saw on wrestlemania i mean oh, you there was a lot
2: of dog shit don't get me wrong oh it's yeah zane versus the jackass Z- yeah the Knox,
1: knoxville thing that was awful that yeah. was just god awful uh we didn't want to see roman reigns brock lesnar again so that was kind of a disappointment right out of the ah. gate before it even happened I lashley to... versus almost that happened
2: uh, yeah that wasn't great
1: chicken came prepared it's like oh you forgot
0: yeah. about lastly like well again chicken it's kind of uh, like steve austin stomps it didn't matter that they kind of sucked he was so over that people couldn't even see it yeah when we got austin back well, we couldn't I, even see the almost lashley anymore
1: now the Miz teamed up with logan paul that was to a fight the mysterios
0: that was fight yeah it was logan, logan paul match. fuck you
1: uh, uh how about that Oh, God, I don't know.
0: He came down with that $6 million Pokemon card.
1: Yeah, yeah I remember that. That was kind of funny. But uh, then it wasn't it the uh, Usos in uh, Nakamura with Boogs. It, isn't that the one where Boogs got injured yeah, like partway yeah, through? Yeah, that one got head?
2: cut about five minutes short. Yeah. And that was actually going very well, surprisingly. Until the injury and it kind of we, we were all like, wait, that ended kind of abruptly, but then we knew why afterwards. So, yeah, I, I So, I can't so for those me.
1: reasons, I God, gave remember it, him. I gave it the second best I had uh, Clash at the Castle was it was only five matches but they were all great. And it was the only time the entire year where anybody thought Roman Reigns might actually lose
2: like Tony over here. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I myself invested in it. Yes.
1: I was
0: like, um, this, the moon is going to be discovered to be made of Blanton's bourbon before Drew McIntyre beats Roman at Clash the Cats. Hey, I was like It was no. a lot closer than you wanted it. Because you
2: know, there was a lot of talk, and They almost pulled you, the trigger it on it. They yeah, were it almost happened. Yeah, but now we're in the <laughs> middle of the last of... second they decided not to split the titles up. And guess what? As we're heading into the Royal Rumble, guess what they're talking about doing? Stripping Roman Reigns of the belt just so they can have both belts on both nights and not have Yeah, to have Tony, any sorry.
0: Reigns. Prepare yourself I, for the Roman San Martino reign. I'm just sorry. You. Yeah, God. you're
2: already way off on that. It's never no, going to happen. Roman Sammartino. It's, San Martino. Not be... it's no, happening, folks. It's not happening. You, are,
0: you are witnessing you a historic why this, run.
1: This is why this goes three hours every year, yeah, exactly. folks. Yes,
2: but folks. I, I agree, no. though. Justin. Roman, Roman like, Reigns, this event. Royal
1: Rumble will keep hope alive.
2: All right, Anyway, Bill, So, anyway.
1: Tony, Tony was agreeing with me there.
2: I, I agree. Clash of the Castle top to bottom was fantastic, and it didn't deserve to be, because it was one of those over-the-seas shows I don't know. I, for me, that main event was so fucking good. The rest of the card was awesome, but yep, for me, I, I got to stick with Mania just for, just for the fact that they really did nail home uh, the the spectacle on this one. And it's been a while since it's Mania awesome. really held this high of if, regard. If Steve
1: Austin if Steve wasn't was there, there then it wouldn't.
2: Stone Cold definitely puts it over there. Oh, then then the whole event sucked with that. Oh, sorry. I I like that. (laughs) Honestly, other than the stupid matches and like, like you said, almost Lashley, like, there were a lot of decent matches.
0: Yeah, but start. also, you know what WrestleMania didn't have that Clash of the Castles did? Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury having themselves a
2: duet. I think freaking, that's what does it for me. Yeah,
0: they had themselves yeah. a little duet yeah, the uh, karaoke really night.
2: Fumbled the fuck out of that. They weren't supposed oh, yeah. to show that.
1: Yeah, that, I think that was to keep the crowd from losing their shit. But.
2: It was, but yeah. they weren't supposed to show it. They did. Yeah, that one left yeah. the sour taste. I, that kind of like gave me
0: things. the Yokozuna, Lex Luger vibes where Lex like celebrates like he won the world championship even though he won by disqualification.
2: Yeah, it had yeah. major Lex vibes. So... We've got event. a two to one vote on this, though, Chicken. I don't. Yep. No. A no.
1: It's fair. WrestleMania was the second greatest event of the year. So it honestly, you know.
2: I'd have Clash at second.
1: Regardless, Regardless. Um,
2: last year was
1: a pretty
0: good year for WWE events.
1: Yeah. I
2: mean, there not so much the office, AEW. but
0: yeah. the the
1: events. <laughs> AEW had a couple of good events too. Like they didn't disappoint. It was a overall. It was a good year for pro wrestling in in the major events.
0: Yeah, uh, AEW though, like it. <sighs>
1: there's too much.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's a marathon. Like they're just yeah. trying to. All exhaust, of their like... events
2: this year felt like they. Aid Tony Khan treats all of his major four pay per views like they're WrestleMania. Like it's I have to get everybody on. He really should. They, they shove four people onto the four <laughs> matches onto the pre show, and then twelve matches onto the main card. And you could do just as much and get more over with the fans and give the fans more of what they want by doing half as much. Yeah, and he was
1: not only was he doing that many matches, but then we had these trios fucking shit going on. So so... you got you had like six people in the ring at one time, and like it wasn't even really a tag match, and
2: there was no flow. (laughs) Everything, every match that followed the match previous to it on an AEW show took you out of the moment, and it, it felt very discombobulated. That's what I mean. Like you can do so much more with less. Cut the matches in half, you get much more quality, and the fans aren't exhausted. By the time the main event rolls around, like you have to knock out an absolute banger of a main event to keep a crowd that invested after four or yep. five hours. I'm saying, to say That's you got to make a banger main, main event that.
0: just to cut down the amounts of yawns.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, cause yeah, they've like, I remember it was literally Adam Cole versus Adam page. As one yeah. of the big main events after a CM Punk match, and like you and I were, you even looked at me and said, "We have already seen every last one of these moves tonight. We've seen that. We've seen that. We've seen that. Yeah. He's some uh, somebody hits a tombstone. It's like we've seen that. We've seen, yeah. like yeah." So it, it, you kind I mean. of you, you
2: put too many people on the show, and you're going to run redundancy, and the risk goes from zero to a hundred real fast uh we've got a spam comment my god i love it hey. thank you promote the shit it. out of us mattogen yeah
0: we're making it folks the spam we've folks are it. getting to our comments and before we move on to the next uh, topic gentlemen what are you drinking tonight
1: oh I'll, I'll go first right now i got a mixed drink of a uh, bullet and just some soda but i'm gonna jump over to uh, a recent uh, review ah, that we just did shit, the golden Chief. uh this Ooh. is the port cask whiskey Nice. That's uh, what I'll be sipping on the rest of the evening. Well done, T. How about yourself?
2: I'm. I've got a couple of really low bottles of scotch that I've basically just been putting off on finishing. So, currently, I've got the Macallan 15 triple cask, and I've also got just a little itty bitty left of Balvenie Caribbean cask 14. Years. So
0: nice, nice.
2: Uh, I hate we to got, see either one go.
0: We got good reviews of both of those at KOE Nation, yes. folks. So check them out. And me, um. I'm just uh, working on this Heaven's Door store pick from Wine, Beer, and Spirits. Love I'm down that. to my last quarter Good of the stuff. bottle. Love and I figure, stuff. you know, why not? Why not? And I got some of the, the, the finer stuff on display here. And also my Golden Sheep bourbon, William LaRue Weller, and a Dalmore. Because uh, the other night I was des- I was describing how water is the backbone of any whiskey. And so I figured having a Dalmore would be handy. So we move on to the next
2: Category, yeah, Phil. Why don't you pick with this one?
0: Hmm, okay. So, we did the something that's the best. Now, how about we go to something that's the worst? Okay, let's go with Wasted Talent of the Year. Okay. And uh, Nick, and you were vexed on this. Were you able yeah, to come well, up with
2: something?
1: Yeah, I. The one I picked, I'm I'm not a big fan of picking this because it was really no fault of his own. But Biggie, it rarely is. This 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 was Biggie's year to come back after Uh. he kind of got hosed last year, Um, you know, and due to you know wasted talent. It it is talent, yeah, yeah, wasted talent.
0: Even now, Mm -hmm. the wasted talent would be all those um, (laughs) falconers that you know they haven't (laughs) properly trimmed the talons
1: yeah but no i i really we i think we all expected to see a really awesome year from biggie and and to see him get injured you know in the way he did and be out for god we don't even I don't even know if we have a date when he's
2: coming back yet, but no, uh, I, but that I, was I a scary one that severe. It's, it's impossible yeah, to a we, time to Ramon. We didn't
1: know if he could come back or if he will come back, but I mean, you could almost extend Big E's injury to all of the new day because they've been wasted all fucking mm-hmm.
2: years as well. So God, that I can't is disagree a... with that at all. Like, I don't know if I'd say I expected Big E to have a breakthrough year. Like I, I think them putting the belt on him was a, Kind of the same thing with Kofi. Like, it was saying thank you for giving us all that you've had your entire tenure. Because all, all the New Day have given 110. So,
1: I didn't think like he was going to be in the, like, I didn't think he was going to be, like, top-tier title right. run. But I thought he would be in the picture with, like, the U.S. Championship or, you know, yeah. like, uh, Intercontinental. Like, he would be in a title run, just not top-tier. He
2: he could have been one of those challengers that Roman Reigns ended up beating they yeah. just didn't get that opportunity it's unfortunate because that, that would have been good well, um, he
0: got sacrificed to the pyre of brock lesnar uh yeah, quite a few have like
2: kofi did um yeah. yeah i'm gonna go the other way with strange
0: this. piece of statistic brock lesnar has defeated every black world champion in wwe history
2: true interesting first and first taking time their time
0: to- rock kofi big e Um, Bobby Lashley, and I'm forgetting one. Uh, so, but yeah, that's uh, so interesting.
2: I'm gonna go the other way and pick someone who it was a fault of their own, who was a wasted talent, a hundred percent fault of their own. And I'm gonna go with Brian Danielson, who was actually Mm. very recently our wrestler of the year. This year, he didn't. That's good pick. Shit. Here's the thing. Mm. Um, Brian Danielson has had a lot of creative freedom since joining AEW, he's had some bangers and he's even come within inches of winning the title they should have pulled the fucking trigger just because you wanted to put the belt on page doesn't mean you should have fucking given danielson the win that would have instantly legitimized the belt but i digress it's danielson's been very open to losing cleanly to people he has no business losing cleanly to brian danielson essentially single-handedly offered to put people over and took all the shine off of himself. He means so little right now than mm-hmm. he ever did. You look at Brian Danielson when he debuted at AEW and you look at him now. He opted to join a stable and just become a another name in a stable that made absolutely no sense and did very little and is still doing very little. He he's he's in a program with MJF now. Great. I can't wait to see that match. I'm excited for that very good be match of the year. But he has written himself into obscurity by losing constantly. And when he does win, it's over people that he should beat very, very cleanly, very, very quickly. And it's always the same 5, 10, 15 minute. I've got to have a banger with this guy to get him over. No, you're getting yourself under. So not just Tony Khan, but also. No, he's not working with Eddie
0: Kingston. Jesus, that's how you get yourself under. This is is almost exclusively on being a camera shot with Eddie Kingston.
2: This is almost on Brian Danielson himself, but I will blame Tony Khan as well. But uh, yeah, Danielson I was
1: going to say Tony Khan's got to be a part to blame, but Danielson's oh, yeah. like the epitome of WWE stars going to AEW to put over AEW stars.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well, Danielson kind of knows that any match could potentially be his last one.
2: Yeah, so, that's why you was, wouldn't was, want it to be against Ethan Page on Rampage. Uh, <laughs> like, give me a fucking but, break. Now, go out, go all out. right,
0: guys, let me make That's my real. case here. The Wasted Talent, first half of this year. Shane McMahon. Fuck you. <laughs> um, no, that would have been, uh, you could have made that case like several years ago in the early 2000s when he got pushed out of the company, maybe. But um, Dan no, Helper. this is somebody yeah. that their year started off so well. And then it just ended so badly, like so incredibly badly. And this wrestler has so much potential, so much. And he was on this perfect trajectory and it was kicked out from under him all for politics and backstage shit and stuff. That was no fault of his own. One of the greatest, future wrestlers, and in my opinion, almost undoubtedly, someday, if he can overcome the office hatred for him, a future WWE champion or universal champion, Austin Theory. That is my wasted talent of the year. He started off with such good momentum, but basically because he was Vince's boy and Triple H wanted to seem like, look, I'm going to give Vince's boys a spanking and it's a new beginnings today. Austin Theory, Basically, got his nuts cut off from behind in front of everybody on the fucking in the world, and like he went from on top of the world to being everybody's bitch overnight. And so, uh, I'm nominating I, Austin. Theory,
1: yeah, I, theory that's was a- my backup that's a good pick except for the last few weeks they've actually done a good job turning that around because Vince but... is coming back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry Vince look we'll him some wins on tv but... <laughs> you might have something there but no no that, like it was it was really interesting just see how quickly they were to take what you just described and flip him. And Mm -hmm. I'm all in on it now. I love, I love what we're seeing from Austin theory over the last few weeks. What a (laughs) little bit I've seen of him. Like I've I've been, yeah, let's more. I want more. That that.
0: was the first, that, that was the last thing that Vince like, all right, Hunter, guess what? If you want to sell the company, you need my permission to legally do so for any of the broadcasting rights. I'm coming back as chairman. We're getting rid of these two people on the board. All three of us are on the board. Oh, and one more thing. Austin Theory goes over tonight. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like that, you
2: know, that was a lot, and then hang up like so yeah the thing so, with theory though for me like he was oh he don't get me wrong he was my second pick for this before danielson slid up up above him but with theory he was getting the push yes he was a pick from vince and vince even was on screen with him he at least did manage to win the u.s title he was he had the money in the bank briefcase. Granted, he he wasted those things. He ended up winning the belt back. I mean he he did do things that garnered some merit, even though he was booked very, very weakly. He was made to look like the the simpleton that gets his ass kicked, tries to take advantage of a situation, but comes up short, like with the money in the bank. But he was at least put in a prominent role. He had a lot of mainstream level match, like the the triple threat with Lashley and Rollins was one of my most recent favorite matches on pay-per-view. So I, I can't say he was completely wasted though. He was really, 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 really wasted more than he yeah. should have been because he is a future world champion. hundred percent.
0: Now curious gentlemen, or either of you two. And we just lost. Tea. Um, now chicken. Uh, this is the moment where one of us three has to move. A little bit. Now, I'm tempted to move in your direction with Big E, but like when it's an injury and it's not that guy's yeah, fault, it's kind of hard for me to say that's wasted talent. That's a wasted opportunity that's wasted momentum. And that's been the story of WWE this year. Anybody that seemed or last year that seemed to be getting some momentum got hit with a big injury, whether it be Cody, whether it be Logan Paul, whether it be I mean, just anybody, uh, Big E, Truth. Like, so to me, I have a hard time moving in biggies direction. No, just I for agree. that. Um, now chicken, uh, did me or Tony persuade you towards our direction?
1: i i think uh i'm gonna lean more towards brian danielson um as as i mentioned you know austin theory yeah a good chunk of the year was wasted but it, it seems like they've turned that ship around in recent weeks um to where i don't think they're gonna turn the ship around on brian danielson you, i know
0: you know what like i know i'm outvoted here and don't get me wrong, my pick is still for
2: this year Still austin good theory. Pick. Oh yeah, but it was my I'm, it was a coin flip for me at one point.
0: I'm going to have to agree with you Tony because Brian Danielson is far more self-inflicted. Yeah. It is and that okay. it's, it's so frustrating like
2: because even though he was not booked to win the world title and he had a couple of good matches, really Hangman Page's two best matches in a long fucking time and none have come close since. Even though he did that he had control of his destiny and he could have put himself and he, he can agent matches and he does agent his own matches. And what he agents right now is putting himself under. He puts himself so under that beating him this year is not going to mean Jack shit. And that's the problem coming into this MJF feud. That's what really pisses me off because Brian Danielson should have had a ton of fucking shine on it. And you're going to hate
0: this comparison Nothing right now. Brian Danielson. Now, Is like the Bray Wyatt of WWE, like three, four years ago, where like it didn't matter win or lose, the character doesn't change. And so, unfortunately, like you said, it's going to take some rehabilitation to make a. Because, like you said, this guy's like doing jobs damn near on AEW Dark. Like it's like he needs to do some rehabilitation. Like you said, this is self inflicted. He can age in good matches, but it's with people that it shouldn't take him 28 minutes to whip.
2: Yeah. And and that's the frustrating part because we had him as our wrestler of the year. He competed in two companies, WWE and AEW, and he had fucking bangers all year. You know, I think all mostly year.
0: because he was our wrestler of the year and we can't point to anything he's done this year that's yeah. of, like, huge note. I think this is... I mean, it's been a bad year for a lot of us, Brian Danielson. I can, I, you know, I can certainly identify. But it's a new year, it's a new day. So, Brian, I think you can do it. You could bring us some banger matches. And uh, God, we didn't get him versus CM
2: Punk. Oh, that's going to be coming in a video I'll be dropping here when I finally have a chance to record it. The ten matches yeah. that uh, AEW. Didn't do when they had the fucking chance, and it's going to be scathing, folks. So Marvelous. like, share, subscribe okay. to catch that video because you're not. That'll gonna be a fun one. one.
0: All righty, so wasted talent of the year: Brian Danielson for 2022, and Brian Danielson. That that comes from. That, that, yeah. that hurts. That hurts all of us to make that Seen now, him
2: live several times now. And he's yeah, as good on TV as he is in person. We, gotta team, oh,
0: no. we, gotta we got to see team. Oh, hell no. We got to see Kane in a
2: fucking strap match.
0: Yeah. But like Tony, we oh. got to see him and Kane tag team for basically the last time. That's where oh, you're never going to oh, see. I
2: would hope either. it's the last
0: time.
2: All right. <laughs> Chicken. Uh, why don't you pick a category this time?
1: Let's, let's go with feud of the year.
2: Okay. Okay,
1: I like it. Um. Well, I, I'll, ri- I'll 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 kick it off here. And and uh, I I don't know if there's a single one, but I'd just say everything Seth Rollins did. Hmm. Every feud he's had this year, he's he's put over the right people. He's
2: been, very
1: consistent. he's been yeah, he's been having killer matches, heel or or face. The crowd is fucking all over him. Like he's he's un. Is I'm There's trying nothing to the guy can't you, do right now is doing yeah.
0: real like, like he's the one guy that made you believe. Okay, he might get under Roman's skin so much, he might actually fucking yeah. sneak this out the hair of his ass. Like, he was the one guy that actually made, like, I knew it wasn't, but he made me believe, right. made me believe. And that is the beauty and the magic of wrestling. So, yeah, Seth Rollins great
2: fucking wrestler with anybody so that's an I, I interesting plug in cody Rhodes. i mean if you had to put a name with him and, rollins,
1: and cody's feud was great it, it, was it was amazing yeah
2: it was it was the build it was the every match was different and everything they did felt important so yeah even the that, rollins
1: day, riddle feud as short as
2: that was exactly. it was still
1: okay it was still pretty damn good
2: yeah You're right. Rollins had that one actually for a
0: minute, like when they started getting personal. Is like okay, nice. It was that old-fashioned pro wrestling saying of "say what you will about wrestling; those two guys are mad."
2: Yeah, and uh, like what else you
0: need other than that? So, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree that that was a good one. That was a good one. But Tony, who do you nominate?
2: Uh, For me, uh, it's not even close, and it it has to be this for me. It's MJF versus CM Punk because nobody in the last decade has come this close to nailing every single piece of promo work interaction they have had with their rival, every match that these two guys have done, every promo got better and better and better and felt better more and more real and more honest and felt raw and by the time they'd actually get in the ring mjf beating him twice technically in one match the first time punk loses since coming to aew just the the way that they were both feeding off of each other that classic heel work from mjf who's just way younger than all of us and that grizzled veteran baby face amazing work of CM Punk doing exactly what he needed to do to get his partner over in the match. It was so fucking good. And then not ignoring side storylines all the while because during all this, you had Wardlow, MJF teasing their dispute, and then it eventually culminates in Wardlow not helping MJF get the win by accident. Oh, sorry. The ring was in the other breast pocket of my jacket. Whoopsie me. I did a doozy. And Punk winning the title, even though he claims he didn't even want it to begin with. But he knew since Danielson didn't want to take the fucking thing, somebody had to get that damn belt over. And Punk was the guy to do it. But then he, of course, got injured. Things got held up short. We almost got to see MJF get his win back against Punk before all that chicanery (laughs) happened. But for me, the two matches that these guys had, coupled with all of the work that they did in between and after, there wasn't anything that has felt more pro wrestling than that for me in a long, long time.
1: And can we can we say uh, for any AEW fan out there, I get why they love Dean Ambrose. I don't. Well, well,
2: who else was <laughs> going to...
1: Who else was going to pick up everything every time it fell apart this
2: year? I'll give you that. Amber, thank God it was him and not Jericho. I'll say say. like (laughs) Dean Ambrose like,
0: man, sometimes it's good to be the backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. um, Guys, like it took me a long time to decide um, because it was between two and What's fascinating is neither of them technically took place in the ring, but they were far more consequential to this year than anything. Um, And I was torn between CM Punk versus the elite. So technically CM Punk and Ace Steel versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and their backstage
2: dog. Uh,
0: Yeah. You throw the dog in there too. But then I thought, I think the, and the Vince McMahon versus Nick Khan <laughs> might also, but in the end, that feud didn't destroy the company. It's still going to probably be sold because nope, of it.
2: Shares are up and Vince is back.
0: I I know. I know. <laughs> Stocks are up twenty fucking percent yep. on the announcement that because the way that any publicly traded company works is the owner of the company has to convince everybody in the world in the stock market that they are Willy Wonka. They're the one that just makes this shit all work. And Vince kind of proved he built such an efficient machine that it didn't need him. But when it came back, it was like Willy Wonka's back. Yay. And so that's what the stock market did. And yeah, so Vince has uh, played that Pied Piper game perfectly. Cause what a shock that a pro wrestler would be able to fool people about publicly traded value than anyone else. Um <laughs> Hmm. But I'm going to go with CM Punk versus the Elite because that damn near destroyed the company and they still
2: haven't recovered. My, my one gripe with that. Now, granted, I, I will be. I mean, I, that's not going to be the last you're going to hear about that tonight. I will I will give you that. <laughs> um, for me, though, like they didn't even sniff each other on television, like barely had like second glances at each other. They did under- bite like each the- other, though well uh, off television yes that that's my only problem and it it was a real shoot feud i i get it i, I it would normally fit the bill for me and it, it was the most important feud technically but the guys never even had matches together and they probably won't i mean punk's kind of opened the door a little bit you know and punk might
1: be coming back to AEW anyway
2: that's what i mean he's trying to open the door he wants to do <laughs> punk's going back Jay to punk wwe does. i hope he does I don't I hope not. at this He's... point I don't even care. I just I fuck these.
0: come out of retirement just to beat him one more uh-huh. time.
2: No, I want could, Punk to go, go back get. to UFC to get knocked out again. If I'll say this, if if Punk can come back to AEW and Bucks and Omega can see past their own horse shit and do business, that would automatically make 2022's feud of the year Elite versus CM Punk for me. But since they never even had Matt might as well use the drama for some views. I,
1: I think Tony's on to something. It might be smart for him to go back to AEW. They yeah. use that real life drama to build a fucking feud for the next year.
2: So, it right. with Matt, Hardy, Edge, and Lita.
0: Now, unfortunately, like so, chicken, Tony has nominated CM Punk versus MJF. I have nominated CM Punk versus The Elite. Uh, one played out. I hate that cameras. both of
1: you have CM Punk in this at all.
0: I know right. and unfortunately it's gonna come down to you to decide because Seth Rollins just in general I'm sorry chicken, that's just too broad. I can't mm. I can't co-sign that and I think Tony would probably agree with me there am I am I am I off on that too? You,
2: if you just say Cody I I think the argument would be stronger but I I didn't disagree though Seth Rollins had a great year.
1: okay, I'll go with Cody because I am not gonna vote for anything to do with
2: that jackass. <laughs>
1: okay so wow. tony wow. i will not give uh cm punk any love for anything tony mjf he, was he, nice he put, a, he put a scar in pro wrestling forever that's like everybody's gonna remember that good or bad like that's it's it's not a good scar it's an ugly almost one.
0: like it's the worst feud of 2020. it's not a I feud. mean t- t? I mean it's when you take a feud too far and fucking ruin it a yeah, feud that's gone that too tough. far sounds like the feud of the year to me uh (laughs) give me some credit here i'm doing my best you you can
2: try phil i'm just i'm gonna ask you what was your favorite punk versus the elite match uh probably the one where the dog interfered can you can you give me a link to that i'd love well no it was a it
0: was a it was a house show it was a dark match too
2: Uh, yeah so nobody could see it nobody saw it. it sold no buys nobody was in attendance got it
1: but Just it, because unfortunately Phil, a jerk, I'm going to of... go with Tony. Well, let's go MJF. I'm not going oh,
2: to I'm man. not going to say
1: CM Punk. MJF deserves it. Okay,
2: fair. It. fair the fair. work MJF did with Punk mm. is next level. The
1: work MJF did. Stop there.
2: There you go. <laughs> I <can't... laughs> Man, what is your problem with Punk?
1: He worked Everything. with Eddie Kingston and it, was, he kind of oh. sucked after that. No, no, here's the here's the thing. The I was, was excited to see I was excited to see him come back and see, hey, like this is great. When we started 2022, we're like this is going to be a really fucking awesome year for pro wrestling. Me, a guy getting back into it after being gone for a decade. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is going to be great. CM Punk coming back. We're going to see the second like big AEW company come up and start, start feuding with WWE. We're going to see both of them have to get better. And then he shit the bed for AEW and then WWE didn't have to do jack shit after that all they had to do was coast the rest of the year and they it were top to dog getting 2 million to 1.5 million views fucking friday and saturday or now guys uh, I, every friday and monday
0: i've got <laughs> an idea because like chicken i'm getting the idea that you're not the biggest fan of cm punk's attitude generally i'm getting that impression. Really well, so he's tony
1: not, he's not a good fighter he's proven that he's not that great <laughs> of a <laughs> he's not that great of a wrestler
2: Oh, he's a good
1: wrestler. Tony, he's I've great. come up he's with good. an
0: idea. You'll love this. Um, it's a tag team of CM Punk and Austin Aries managed by Greg the Hammer Valentine. Jesus Christ. And it's called Jesus. the Positive Locker Room Leaders.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Like just the a- Three most fucking pissy, hey, whiny, you know, like, fucking miserable fucks in wrestling.
2: Say what you want though. You want. <laughs> you want, though. Uh, listen to Dax Harwood's first uh, podcast, uh, and he really does reveal like CM Punk was putting in the work, trying to get over in the locker room, trying to help coach people up, trying to offer his wisdom, trying to be their friend, trying to be. Uh, That's as what good we thought. Yeah. No, and then he Adam went. Page There's is like, a problem, "I don't need advice." There's a problem though. There was a there's a small section of AEW that doesn't want that and actually resents it. And that's the section that he got in a fight with. Basically, punk, the Bucks, Adam Page, and a few others that are buddied up to. Him. Here's the thing: if if that weren't a factor, they punk would this wouldn't even be a discussion right now because Punk Punk will actually give great advice. He will be a locker room leader if you let him, he will be a mentor if you let him. He does have a bit of a prima donna attitude, though. That's never been in this field. I can't disagree that.
0: Not a WWE former world champion. Now, yeah. funny enough, there's rumors that Chris Jericho was kind of like doing the, oh, you can't let Punk there talk to you like that. that. Like, you can't. I mean, you got to get back. I mean, you, like he said, if you got a problem, come talk to me. I mean, guys, there you're going to look is. like a bitch if you don't. And so apparently Chris Jericho knew how to
2: wind Chris everybody Jericho, up like a fucking top. Chris Jericho has become Hulk Hogan. And it's—I mean that in all the political sense of the word.
1: Wow, I was about to say Chris Jericho. Was I was here. going, but okay.
2: Thank you. Tony. It's true. It's 100 percent true.
1: <laughs> I, I was like Chris Jericho kind of sounds like me at like 17 years old, but
2: <laughs> nice. no, he Chris Jericho has become what Hulk Hogan was in backstage WCW. Oh boy! All righty, well,
0: guys, MJF Next versus thing. Punk feud of the year. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, you did it again. So Tony, champ. As the revolutionary wrestling podcast champion, I think you should select the next category. Let's go
2: with the female match of the year. Mm,
0: I was thinking the same thing. And if I may just rip the band-aid off, I would be I shocked always. if this isn't the consensus pick of Becky versus Bianca at WrestleMania 38.
1: Yeah, that was mine too. That was okay, yours too, wasn't okay. it? Okay.
2: Um, that was like my second or third. The only one I had above that was Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Oscar at hell in a cell.
1: That was a good one. Yeah, that was, but it was it's not better. mania.
2: I think it was better than their mania match from top to bottom. Starting, oh, yeah. I
1: thought that was clunky with Oscar though. I remember, I remember specifically that Hang on. now in typical on. pro wrestling
0: fashion, while we discuss the female match of the year, I need to take a restroom break. So
1: fair (laughs) enough. No, all, all this year, like I was a fan of, of a lot of things Oscar did this year, but when, whenever she was with Becky or uh, not even just Becky, when she was in the main title picture, it's like, she was, trying not to choke her timing was always off in all the big matches she would do great and all the other shit on monday or or whatever on all the smaller shows or if she didn't have like a consequential match in a in a in a you know a premium live event but the second she was on the big stage on the biggest matches i i just felt like her timing was always off and it just that one was a good match it it got good as it went on but it even I thought that one still started off clunky. I
2: see I for me I I watched some of the highlights of that one back. And I remember doing the review I think with you when when you said that and I'm like I could really only remember like two main spots when they it, 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 yeah, I was Oscar involved each time and but they all recovered very well and for me it was like match flow. And I thought overall the match flow of the Hell in a Cell match was just a little bit cleaner than that WrestleMania match. But I, I mm like i said i i think i had uh, the wrestlemania match was my the wrestlemania
1: ending. match was big because it was, it was. bianca getting a revenge for yeah. the
2: the story was there the stage yeah. was there the the lights the spectacle and all that yeah i i can't disagree so i honestly it, it was kind of a toss up between the two i preferred the hell in a cell match uh the at hell in a cell the three the triple threat a little bit more than the singles match but I, I will concede. It doesn't matter. I, I'm just going to agree with you guys yeah. because. T while well, I was, it was at the stage,
0: well, I was at the bathroom. I stopped at the merch stand. Oh, how is um, it? Well, it's great. I got myself a belt. While I was at the merch stand, so you know why not? I figured why not? I've always wanted one, so I got me one. So there we go. Female match of the year. It was a good year for Becky. Let's just put it that way. She had I'd a. Damp- it was a
2: better year for Bianca, considering yeah. how last year after because wrestlemania last year she wins the belt and then they essentially just dropped the ball with her it's like they didn't know what to do with her once they had her as champ and then they had becky come in and beat her flat and then since then at summerslam it's like they've been trying to figure out how to fix their own on a play
0: to piss on broadway and they so.
2: managed to do that like you guys said at wrestlemania 38 so I, I will agree that that would probably had more importance. It had more impact and it had a bigger stage for sure. Even though I preferred yep. the, the triple threat a little bit more myself, this one probably means more than
0: that. that. wasn't that Oscar coming back from an injury?
2: Yeah, this was shortly after. So okay. any clunkiness can be attributed to that. Well, no, no, it <laughs>
0: wasn't, it wasn't clunky. I just remember like, that was one of the big deals of the matches. Hey, Oscar's finally back. Yeah. Um, now, uh, if I, is there, if I pick the next category, by all means. Um, let's just go ahead and who is the, uh, let's see, starting to get there. We got the feud, the event. Since we did best female match, let's do the best female wrestler of the year. So um, since I picked this category, I'm going to go ahead and tear the Band-Aid off. She's had the best year of consistent booking she ages like fine wine every time you see her she looks finer than she did the day before and WWE wants her bad and i'm talking about jade cargill the undefeated the female goldberg jade cargill yes
1: i i really like that pick and i i had a 50-50 split um, and kind of did a coin flip and I went with Bianca. Um, Tony, I, I, it's going to be up to you because I don't, I don't know who else should be on this list.
2: Um, I had 40% in my my own voting. I had 40% for Jade Cargill and 60% for Bianca Belair. And I only picked Bianca the booking wise. It's like if you gave Bianca Belair Jade Cargill's booking, forget about it. If you gave Bianca Belair uh, Jade Cargill's swagger, forget about it. If you could mold those two together, you are looking at like possibly the greatest female wrestler. If you could life. give
0: any woman in God's creation Jade Cargill's look, you got a million-dollar proposition right there. And the that's Bianca why Belair, I'm saying though, Jade Cargill. Saying.
2: Uh, but for me, it, it's match quality right now. Like, next year, I think Jade Cargill's probably going to be the consensus. I, I really yeah, do. But I think for so this year, for 2022, w- we just talked about it. Bianca Belair had that mania match. She's had two big mania matches. Wins, title wins, mind you, in a row. Plus, I was talking about a triple threat match. that,
1: uh, And she can I throw personally. three women around without a problem anytime. And, yeah, like, she's like Let's the strongest. Let's not talk
2: about war games right now, dude. And even her, even even Bianca got a lot of the stink off of her that was in the stink of, of the women's war game that like she avoided a lot of it. I, I think Ugh. overall, like granted war games was Jay, like Jade Cargill's event. Goldberg run. The booking there. It's perfect. Uh, well, the undefeated streak is perfect. Uh, some of the things that they're doing to get her that undefeated streak are definitely yeah, okay,
0: ain't undefeated,
1: uh,
2: but I think work rate right now, it comes down to work rate between these two for me. And it's not quite there yet for Jade Though she is so much closer than some people Uh, want to admit. Chicken
0: came back from the merch stand, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't be the only one without. Yep, yep. Now, Tony's the only recognized
0: champion at the moment. I mean, I'm the KOE champion at the moment. But, yes, we got to show off our belts at the year-end review. Uh, So, okay. So, basically, Tony, you were 60-40 in favor. So, Jade loses by ten percent is it's basically close. what you're telling me.
2: I, I honestly, I'm telling you right now, she's my early pick for next year. And actually, this is a good time to mention, I'll be doing this again this year. Phil, do you remember last year? Do you recognize this?
0: Mm. Oh God, damn! The the envelope, the envelope predict- that I filled prediction. out.
2: For my predictions for the winners of 2022 we will be opening that here oh
1: dear god
0: that's right i wrote K O E, so i yep. would know it was me that yep. signed it, it and sealed it
2: and, and oh, i'll tell wow. you now spoiler alert my envelope for the next in, in a year is gonna have jade cargill for female of the year so yeah, yeah I, I really like her zero percent chance low. i remember that though sorry to... that's fine um, it, that's... It, it, it's on video phil <laughs> yeah, chicken.
1: all right no no i'm i'm looking at my next event list oh, sorry
2: okay. all right like you don't have to take a picture this is being recorded
1: so chicken
0: <laughs> what do you got for the next category sir
1: please um let's go let's take it down a notch here and let's bitch about some stuff let's go with wrestle shit of the year
2: oh baby coming. In <sighs> who's hot? going first all right, let me get the graphic pulled up. Chicken,
1: you,
0: uh,
2: you, it's your tiger You I, I'll, pick I'll who happy. goes first.
1: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Oh,
0: oh damn! Coming in hot yeah. and heavy here, man.
1: Like chicken. that match made no sense. It should never have happened, and it sucked thoroughly through and through. Everything about it was fucking awful. You could have
0: just stopped two words into that sentence.
1: I yeah yeah
2: yeah. My pick thing. is Ronda okay. Rousey.
1: Ronda Rousey. Yeah.
2: Uh, Ronda's had a terrible year since coming back. Honestly. Like coming mm, back at the run, she's been so uninteresting. That shotsy in one everything was specifically
1: does. terrible.
2: And Shotzi's terrible. And yeah, everything about that was fucking awful. I hated that match so much. But there was one Ronda match I hated more, and it was actually my second runner-up pick for WrestleShit of the Year, and that was Ronda versus Liv. That one was that fucking. That was pretty bad. That one was fucking God, mind-numbingly was insulting to the viewer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I and I thought nothing could possibly top Ronda versus Shotzi, but Ronda versus Liv, that Extreme Rules match <laughs> was that so was pretty bad. Fucking. Do you suppose, like Ronda's doing
0: this, as like a rib at this point to see how bad she can make the match, just to like pop the the girls in back? Like I, I could almost see that at this point. But um, I, uh, guys, that, that was
2: my backup pick, though. Oh, okay. Bill, go ahead and give us your pick, and then I will reveal what I am picking as my.
0: My pick, pick. for the wrestle shit of the year—the worst thing to happen in wrestling this year. Even though there's a million reasons you want to say no, you know I'm absolutely right. Vince McMahon's investigation into sexual misconduct allegations that resulted in over 15 million dollars in payout that was resulting that resulted in his eventual removal from the board. Yeah, sure he's coming back now, but that didn't yeah, happen in 2022. Yeah, that, that happened in 2023. There. So he was removed from the board for sexual misconduct, allegations, a stain on the entire business. One of the most, like, just shuffle fuck. Stephanie was gone, then she was running the company. Triple H was gone, then he was running the company. William Regal was gone, now he's vice president of the company. So, folks, uh, the... (sighs) The 2022 Wrestle Shit of the Year is undoubtedly undisputedly the Vince McMahon sexual misconduct investigation and allegations. So Vince McMahon is my nominee for Wrestle Shit of the Year. Change my mind.
2: I have I have one counter to this and that would be that since Vince McMahon was forcibly removed from the company, forced into retirement, it was right about the time AEW basically started dropping the ball that had been handed to them for the better part of a year. Yeah, that was pretty really, sad. really hard. And right about the time that Vince was forcibly removed into retirement, that's when people who were removed from WWE started coming back to WWE. That's when interest in WWE started coming back. That's when WWE's product Johnny on St. television St. started to improve. Once Vince McMahon was removed from creative control, WWE's product has vastly gotten better on a week-to-week basis. Now, don't get me wrong, everything that Vince McMahon did, it's despicable, and we knew this, and we knew something was up for a long time, and we probably just danced around and ignored it for a long time, but coming in, having it all come back out to light, yeah, it's just an ugly reminder that Vince is a horny old bastard businessman on the biggest stage, and it's, it's not forgivable, but stage. guess what? I, I, know it's not, I know it's not qualifiable since he came back in 2023, but it was less than six months, and he came back because he could. And, yeah, it might be to get the sale, whatever. But the lasting impact of the scandal of Vince, it's going to be a complete afterthought once it's all sold. And the product itself, it got better once Vince left.
0: The stock... So, so what's your the, wrestle shit? The stock market disagrees, though. So, no, I mean, I'm stock sorry. stock has
2: gone up since Vince... Uh,
0: since he's returned. It's gone up 20% since he announced his return. But no, dude, this sexual misconduct... Like, this is like probably the fifth worst stain on pro wrestling. Like it's up there with the steroid trial and everything else, because it was the one thing that actually took down Vince McMahon. We thought he was going to be the dragon that only time itself would eventually slay. And no, uh, the modern era of political correctness even got Vince McMahon like the modern era and our new modern standards got him too. So and
1: that's for why I was drinking at home. Tony's being interrupted by his child. I'm pretty sure. So cheers. Uh,
2: no, I'm, I'm still here, but yeah, uh, I'll, uh...
1: what's your res- wrestle shit though. You, you, you told us why Vince McMahon's not, the I think I know what it is.
2: <laughs> so my uh, pick for wrestle shit of the year without question, The most damaging, stupid, completely avoidable, and fucking dumb thing to happen in 2022 for me is 100% CM Punk versus the Elite. Because not only did it ruin a chance to do major fucking business, that was my number two. (laughs) And it ruined the legacy of CM Punk that he could have come back and really rode off into the sunset by doing something great with AEW. it tarnished that that's on him, the elite and Omega and Adam page, the way that they've handled themselves as top tier of the company behind the scenes, the way they've handled themselves in the booking, the way they've handled themselves with personnel, it's fucking despicable. These guys suck at their job. And I'm not talking about the wrestling side, even though I'm not a fan of them in that regard either. But this was something that was avoidable, and it ruined so many potential things. It basically made AEW look like a fucking joke. It's ruined everything Tony Khan has built. And then in the midst of that, you've got Jericho basically becoming Hulk Hogan and trying to take this thing over from the inside. So this is the worst thing to happen for me in 2022.
0: Hmm, Sounds like that would have been like, you know, the feud of 2022, but whatever. (laughs) I'm over it. Not that I hold a grudge on it or nothing, uh, no, but no, not at all. Uh, so chicken. Matt Tony's I, not here. I,
1: I'm okay. So I'll put it this way. I'm not going to the McMahon uh, route. I know Rhonda was a huge shit this year, and I do kind of agree with Tony's pick um, as much as like the McMahon thing was pretty bad, but things did get better. But so that's with
0: the benefit I, I, of hindsight here in 2023. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay? leave it to
1: you, sir, to uh, make the make the call on who's the winner of this one.
0: Well, I need to persuade you to either go with CM Punk or with Vince McMahon, and like I'm sorry, dude, like you're going with the hindsight of knowing what happened in 2023. And no, really I can't I'm, do that. With I'm going with the timeline
1: that's in place of 365 days. So, well, no, because there was a. Uh,
0: some early events in January. Like actually last year was day one, remember? So, like, so we kind of had to start at January one from last year, uh, because that was Nick Khan's big big hoopla. We're gonna have WWE day one, and he was gonna basically that was his planting the flag of you're about to get going, bye-bye events, and then Vince McMahon basically knew the sexual misconduct allegations were coming when he booked himself at WrestleMania.
1: And then he came out several times during the after it was announced, and then he came out on Raw and SmackDown several times just to wave at the crowd and introduce the night. And basically, like, so look, at, look
0: at me. I'm the one that brings this all to you. Like, It, was, basically. So
2: it was so creepy. So, weird. how
0: is that not the Wrestle shit of the year?
2: Just think of all the great matches that we could have had between uh, CM Punk and Kenny Omega. Think of all the great matches we could have had between the Bucks and Omega versus CM Punk and FTR. Think of all the great things that we could have done.
1: With Austin there. Theory had Vince anyway, not
2: had to go. You know.
1: Phil, Tony and I are not going to concede to the McMahon thing, so you might as well pick one of ours.
0: Uh, So, let's see, between Ronda Rousey Doing some of the worst grappling we've seen in a while. Like she started with the best debut in mm-hmm. wrestling history, and now, or tired. You know what? This is my revenge for feud of the week or feud of the year. Fuck you, <laughs> Sam Punk the Elite. Yeah. So yeah, there we go.
1: I think that's a fair one.
0: Not that I'm not that I'm
2: bitter about that or nothing. Not at all. So yeah, CM Punk yeah, versus
0: the Elite wrestles shit we of the got year.
2: No business out of it. No matches took place, and it, it meant nothing. Everybody being crybaby, yeah.
1: and it, and it could possibly have meant nothing. It could have been just a huge waste of time. If Punk does return to AEW, that means that whole thing was a huge waste of time, a huge waste of pay per view matches, a huge waste of storyline. It it was just it was bullshit. It was dumb, and it should never happen. And then if he comes back, it's almost like, "Hey guys, should we uh, pick up where we left off and uh, try to make things make things right?" It's like, ah, I just,
2: like I kind of hope it does happen. Right now. That's and what's happening right now.
1: Punk, well, because punk. Yeah. This,
2: this speaks volumes to Punk because he, to he should be fine. Don't get me wrong, Tony Khan, if he wants to stay, you know, if you heard that fine.
1: music hit. Everybody would pop, though. <laughs> <to> <laughs>
2: AEW, and he can do business, and he's willing to. He said this because he's he knows the score. Even if he hates a fucking person's guts, he can still go through with the goddamn match if he knows it's going to do business, and that's what it's going to do. Kenny Omega and the Bucks, they can't fucking do that because they're fucking assholes when it comes to booking, and they're not going to put over somebody else for a second. Punk's probably going to lose that match if by chance it were to ever fucking happen. Because they're not going to be willing to do the job. One and two, the booking of the fucking from the elite. We'll get into that later as well. But well, not- Tony,
0: the reason that Punk versus Omega never happened is the exact same reason that Hogan versus Austin never happened. That's because yep. Hogan knew he couldn't position himself in a way where he'd walk away with the win, and Kenny knew he couldn't position himself in a way where he knew he couldn't walk away with the win. I think so- Punk
2: would have gladly lost that match uh no i'm serious i'm dead serious
0: maybe before the bad feelings started setting him, i think but now I think still lose now if he comes back i think pump's gonna make kenny do the job whether it's so. good for business or not like i, I just so. if, if,
2: we'll, if that we'll match see. happens in 2023 i would i would pick omega still
0: I you know if I was punk I would just be you know unsafe work environment how about you just buy me out of my contract and I just toddle along in my merry way and I think the no compete clause is the only hold up to all of that and you know it's like hey I was assaulted at the workplace while I was injured, I had people biting and like, yeah. So I think that, you know, if I was punk, I would just say, how about you just buy me out of my contract and I'll just toddle onto my merry way that like, or I can go take bumps for another few more years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think. And I- what I understand, yeah, the the buyout they're trying to do with no compete clause and he refuses to accept that. So.
0: Cause he wants to go to WWE. Yeah. That's basically, basically. it. Yep. Yeah. So punk versus elite. Wrestle shit of the year, you know, what's, I'll, I'll let you fans decide, but you know, I mean, really it was, it was Vince McMahon, but all right, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter about this. Or nothing. Tony, Not what's our next category? All like, right. So let's. next year uh, I'm bringing this shit up at the next year, Like even though last year it was goddamn Vince McMahon, you fucking assholes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's go with uh one that we haven't really thought too much about probably up until this point. Let's go with. Rookie of the Year, Logan Paul. Yeah, it's Logan Paul.
0: I was gonna go with Braun Breaker, but no, nah, y'all right. It's Logan Paul. That kid for me, Braun Breaker was the
2: year before. If you were gonna pick him for Rookie of the Year,
0: Uh, that's fair. I mean, I'm just going off the fact that he became NXT champion. He's Right, right. He had a
2: better year in 2022 for sure, but for me, it came down to. Logan Paul or Hook? Hook had a good year. Hook had a damn good year. Logan Paul had three matches one, him and the Miz versus the Mysterios. Great tag match at WrestleMania. His second match versus the Miz. Really damn good match.
1: That was a really good match. Really
2: great match. But the best match he's had, Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Which was incredible. Was fucking amazing. Stole the show. 100% one of my favorite matches this year and it's not even just the fact that he was able to do that three matches into his tenure. The fact that Logan Paul knows more instinctively psychology and athletic wise about pro wrestling, real pro wrestling than 90% of the pro wrestlers in the business today should speak volumes to how good his three matches were in 2022. Logan Paul by a fucking landslide.
0: Now, uh, yeah, when he grabbed the phone, jumped off, did the splash—that oh, that was, was incredible, fucking classic. Yeah. Oh my um, god,
2: that was amazing piece of business.
0: So the the kids got tremendous pretend. Now, when it comes to Hook, it, it does bear mentioning. Like I've always said, I'm not—I'm no judge of male beauty. I'm not very good at judging what's a handsome man and what's not. So I took there was a minute and a half video on YouTube that like was just the best of Hook's debut. And I showed this to some of the varying women in my life, to three different women in my life uh, specifically. it's like, "Okay, is is this a considered a handsome man?" And all three of them are like, "Yes, that's a very good looking young man right there." And so, yeah, yeah, Hook's Hook has the fucking look in
2: spades, and And so the athleticism, but a a strange chemistry that you're not used to seeing. He's, he's got a different vibe than most wrestlers.
0: First of all, none of us can believe that that came from Taz.
2: Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, he's got yeah, a good point. Like, like there's that, like, that. Yeah. Jesus,
0: like, wait, that came from Taz, that short, stocky little thing that tried to impersonate the Tasmanian devil?
2: Yeah, until he gets in the ring and starts wrestling, you wouldn't even remotely see the resemblance. But once he actually starts wrestling, I, I can see the same. The
0: resemblance is here and that's it yeah the nose and the eyes and a little bit of the,
2: the eyebrow ridge that's it that's the
0: only oh uh, we all got to take everybody take a drink another drink it's a widow kiddo <laughs>
1: it's like take a like, hike kid get on out <laughs> yeah yeah uh
0: <laughs> so yeah that one was pretty unanimous logan paul You're right. Like, I I like my pick for Braun Breaker, but yeah, Logan with way less matches, way less experience,
2: way more, way
0: bigger impact.
2: Oh, God, the the stage that he has gotten to perform on this year in three matches without doing any dark matches. It's about to say it's insane. When has anybody ever had that good of a year?
1: Even even Bad Bunny had to do more shit, didn't he? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now but I gotta say, anywhere nearly as physically as Im- imposing. Logan Paul looks like he fucking belongs.
0: You know, and, and I had to concede my point because I realized, oh yeah, um, how many main event shows Steelers with Roman Reigns as Braun Breaker had? Oh, that's right, Goosing. None so, yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: uh, yet. yeah. And how yeah. many unsuccessful NFT scams is Braun Breaker?
2: Sorry. Good point. Good <laughs> point. <laughs>
0: Nice. Hey, so, hey. I'm sorry. I had to on, throw chicken. that one in there. I mean, it's it's a, big,
2: hey, it's a
1: big deal. Coffeezilla just took Logan Paul down like don't, a, a week don't, ago. So. Don't
0: blame people for at the end of this NFT scam, you know, figuring out that it was a scam. I mean, it was easy to figure out at the end, the middle, and the beginning. But, you know, yes. I mean, at least folks yeah, eventually. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, all right. You can download a game on your phone that makes money and you hatch eggs. Rookie of the like year. Not a scam at all. So, let's go with... um. Worst
0: wrestler of the year. Uh, okay. I think all you right. know where I'm at on this. Um, I've got an interesting pick, but I'm going to let okay. you guys go
2: first. Go ahead, chicken.
0: Uh, Rhonda.
2: Wow. Just going to say it.
0: She's bad, but she's not as bad as my pick.
2: Um, T- go ahead. For me, uh, Rhonda's up there, unfortunately. When she doesn't have the dance partner, like all of her worst qualities Come through tenfold. Uh, when has she had a good
1: dance partner?
0: When she had uh, Kurt Angle, Charlotte, Triple H, and Stephanie Becky, McMahon.
2: Triple H, Stephanie, yeah, and Kurt Basically, basically I, mean, I, I meant like this year, guiding her this by the year? hand. No, she really hasn't. Um, Charlotte. I guess that was technically this
1: year. Even that wasn't that good.
2: So, my pick for unfortunately the Shotzi Blackheart the
0: year, matches about her best match this year. <laughs> her last year.
2: Uh, it was. It was either going to be almost or mm-hmm. yeah, Shotzi Blackheart. And I'm saying Shotzi Blackheart because the match with Ronda was so fucking bad. Everything about it, the wrestling, the promo work, the build, the fallout. But not just that. Everything Shotzi has done this year has been absolute and utter. Isn't it
1: Ronda's responsibility to make it look good with Shotzi?
2: and the fact that she couldn't is
1: that on ronda or is that on shotzi
2: yes the fucking answer is yes they were both trying to do shit that neither one of them had any business trying to do because they didn't know how to do it and if you remember back go to back to money in the bank there were at least five fucking times during that match that shotzi blackheart made that match come to a screeching fucking halt because she was trying to get way too cute with the fucking weaponry for no goddamn reason whatsoever Then, oh, I'm going to do a highlight move. She has got that modern era pro wrestler mind think and has no capability of seeing any of it through. Her psychology is shit. Her in-the-ring skill is shit. And just being on a stage she freezes up like a fucking deer in headlights. She is without a shadow of a doubt, the worst wrestler of 2022, in my opinion. And mm. I've never seen the luster on her that so Sorry, many people guys. saw on NXT.
0: I got a worse one. Sorry. And this one. You're going to be like, damn it. You're right. You're right. This one that one of you is going to have to concede and First change player. your vote for my, Nope, Nope. Worse. Um, The worst wrestler of this year, the worst person to even be lightly, slightly associated with the wrestling business in this year. The worst wrestler of 2022 by far and one of the worst people of 2022 by far. AOL's 1996 most downloaded woman of the year, Tammy Lynn Sitch Sonny, because guess what? Rhonda might be bad in the ring, Shotzi might be shit, Almost might be basically immobile, but ain't none of them killed nobody last year. Tammy can claim that title. So sorry. Fuck you. My nominee for first wrestler of the year is Sunny, Tammy Lynn Sitch, because she actually killed a motherfucker last
2: year. And I'm sorry.
0: That's a pretty good point. Change my mind. Okay. Change my mind.
2: First and foremost, uh, three of your picks so far have not technically been something that happened in the ring i just wanted to get that out there Two, god damn it phil she was a valet manager not a wrestler and the few times she did wrestle she did wrestle fucking, like 25 years ago and it sucked and three dude she's not even like she's hasn't done shit
1: in the wrestling business for the last few years no, she's actually talking?
0: done some independent dates and shit no! like that in the last few years yeah she in
1: 2022 if... for who i'd
0: have to look it up but she's still the dude. worst wrestler of the year sorry i mean you can try and say she didn't she didn't throw a wrist lock in okay, the ring within the calendar year she's this still this the worst the fucking person in the wrestling industry okay bar pick, none the worst Kathy wrestler Humphrey. bar none I it. How, am how am i wrong here how am i wrong ronda
2: might suck but she didn't kill nobody
1: anyway ronda's worse
2: trying. No, I, Tammy Linzich didn't throw a fucking rest move on well, anybody in a ring. Okay, hold on. She
1: didn't even mean to kill anybody. She got into an accident,
2: right? Because she was shit faced drunk for the nine hundredth time. But she's had and like a suspended
0: UIs. license, drunk driving. Like, yeah, she is was... one
2: of. The, uh, she may not be the worst wrestler of the year because she didn't wrestle in twenty twenty two, but she's one of the worst human beings of the year. I, I would gladly agree with that.
0: Uh-huh. So like, oh, so there you go. There you go. Tony changes vote.
2: I did change my First of the year.
0: There we go. Shotzi, worst,
2: Shotzi's way worse than Sonny. I think Sonny could get Well, the ring I'm not moving through. on Sonny. I think Sunny so could have a better match in move. 2023 than Shotzi could have.
1: That's Okay, beyond So, anyway, point. Phil, uh, would you like to make your pick between uh, Shotzi? No, and, I'm not uh, moving.
2: It's one of you two
0: going to have to move. No.
2: Sonny didn't have a match. She hasn't had a match in over she a didn't decade. She did kill somebody, though. <laughs> we're not voting on who was the worst person that killed somebody this year worst wrestler
0: of the year that's that's She the didn't worst wrestle that's the worst to me she, she wrestle she's
2: been i'm not budging it's kind of like ronda. the uh
0: it's kind of like the movie
2: orgasmo well that's okay, pretty ronda, naughty i picked ronda
1: boom ronda wins it
2: jesus christ now I, Sonny might have been the worst wrestling personality of the year who killed somebody
0: and folks, this is actually how legislation gets made in the House and Senate. Oh, <laughs> it's
2: not actually, actually, this is either. actually
0: like this is actually how it works. As much as I hate to say, I refuse
1: to go to that side. I'll fucking go this way. I mean, yep. just because
2: uh, Rhonda was involved with uh, some of Shotzi's absolute worst. Yeah, I'll go with Rhonda because she's Rhonda's made nobody look good. Every match she's had has been hey, bad. Trey with
0: a great. The cops had to wrestle the bottle and wheel away from her.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there was no referee present. Well, it was an unsanctioned match.
1: Yeah. Well, totally the, unsanctioned.
0: Well, I mean, so is most of my matches. As was both versus the elite. Mm. God
2: damn it, Phil. Start picking things that actually qualify. You fucking
0: asshole. All right. The, uh, the word. The, the best wrestler of the year. Uh the, the WWE stock move in September. Like, God damn Jesus. it.
2: <laughs> like, no, no, no. All right. So also, those nominations are like tongue-in-cheek jokes. You're a fucking asshole.
1: <laughs> I think we need to do tag team match.
2: Yeah, okay. we're gonna do tag team match. I know Phil match.
1: didn't watch these. Because I think what? I know what? what Tony's gonna pick, and I think I know what I'm gonna pick.
0: No, I actually watched this one on YouTube uh, not too terribly long ago, actually over the the holiday season. Uh, And my pick is Tony. You're finally going to like one of my picks. Oh,
2: thank Christ.
0: It's going to be the Briscoes versus FTR tag team dog collar match that they just did in December. I, to me, that's like what I imagine. If you could bring Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard just back, and just exactly. pop them into a ring Jeez. now.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And then have them wrestle another Arn Anderson and another Tully Blanchard but with more furry hair on their heads.
2: Okay. That and then so- put <laughs> dog
0: collars on them. <laughs> that would be the kind of match. Like so yeah, I was it was one where it just it just held my attention and I just was able to kind of chill out, relax, drink a dram. of William LaRue Weller here and just enjoy the match. Like, uh, you know, my kiddo was pacing around listening to stuff on her earphones. I was on my laptop here watching it and had a good time. So yeah, that was definitely a worthwhile match to me and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm having a hard time thinking of a tag team match that stood out more in my mind. Like, like I'm sure, like recency bias has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. Sure, but I'm like I really struggled to like come over my mind of what's one individual tag team match that stood out to me more, and I had a very hard time picking out one that didn't involve the Usos. You know, I will say this
2: before I let Chicken say anything: uh, 2022 overall for tag team wrestling. Was really very lopsided in terms of quality. Mm-hmm.
1: AEW is great for tag
2: matches. Oh, yeah. I, eh, if you look in like well, Wonder they
1: match. have the best tag teams, they yeah, that... really put on the best
2: matches. Chicken, I'm going to let you go next before Let's I make
0: swerving our glory. Had a pretty
2: good match earlier this year. Yeah, they
1: did. Uh, well, I'm going to go did. F. I'm going to go FTR and Briscoe's as well, but it's going Which to be one? the uh, one from Ring of Honor in July.
2: Was was that the second or the first? God, I, I can't remember. I think that's the second one. This I think the, R- the first one was the end Briscoes of last year. Briscoe's two was July. Yep. So yeah, you're going think with FTR, Briscoe's
0: two. Wasn't Briscoe's one about this time last year?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty it sure it was early December. Off. Yeah, no, it
0: was like it was, really was, early in.
2: Or I think it was like, December yeah, it was, 2021.
1: Yeah, was, I looked it nope. up because that one, that one was a contender for me as well. But uh, yeah, that one was the year prior.
2: No, it would have been... It was April. April was one. Okay. Uh, Are you sure? I'm positive. Let me see. Let's go. The Briscoes. And then July and- was the second one. April, July, and then... December, April, July, December. Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like, like I said, uh, to me, there might be some recency bias for me, but I'm going with Briscoe's FTR in December for their double dog collar match. It was just fun to watch. Hey, it jig, was just. You're
2: going with the second one, which was the rematch after FTR beat them for the ROH titles. Yep. Okay. Before I give you my pick, I'm going to give I you st- some some st- runner ups. Hear me out. <clears throat> I, I yet yeah, Swerve and our Glory versus the acclaimed. Where great match. The title should have changed hands on the pay per view.
0: Yeah, not the one where it did.
2: Not the one where it did because that match sucked. The one where it should have, where the titles didn't change hand. The crowd was only that hot one more time that year, and it was Drew versus Roman at Clash at the Castle. The crowd was so fucking amped up and they actually held everybody's attention, and they did such a good job feeding off each other, and the false finishes actually meant something. That was a great fucking match.
0: Do you suppose Keith Lee and Adam Cole are happy they didn't get out of their contracts right now?
2: (laughs) Moving along. (laughs) FTR versus the Bucks, two. This is hands down, for me, the best Bucks match I've ever seen. Their first match, it was pretty good. The rematch on Dynamite, This was an actual tag team match. The Bucks actually succumbed to real tag team wrestling. They played psychology, hot tags, fucking uh, establishing the rules and obeying them. It was a real tag team match. It was a great match. The Bucks' best match ever. And then the Usos versus Street Profits at Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. Not the rematch. The rematch was very underwhelming. The first one, well overperformed. This one was fantastic, and it was probably my... But favorite. enough about Montez Ford. It was one of... Yeah, exactly. right. <clears> and that was one of my favorite matches, tag team matches of the year, if not one of my favorite matches of the year. But my ultimate pick for tag team match of the year has got to be the Briscoes versus FTR1. So that means that we're kind of at a standstill here, folks, but I'm going to allow it for this because that would mean that the tag team it doesn't matter it's ftrs versus briscoes ftr versus the briscoes the trilogy there's no goddamn. there's nothing even remotely close that has touched tag team wrestling in terms of real wrestling psychology. i could maybe be
0: swayed to the match in july but let's just keep it
2: as is I, what about uh briscoes
1: uh versus uh what was the aussie open that was a really good one too
2: I, I'm going to get to some of FTR's uh Didn't FTR take on the Aussie Open, too? Yes, they did. That's and what that I was a,
1: talking about. Was,
0: no, I thought you said the Briscoes took on he Aussie did. Open. Oh, oh I might have. I, I'm which I'd like to see that, too. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I,
2: I just hope that the TBS <laughs> higher-ups can get over whatever hump bullshit they have, and I think that's a cover-up anyway, because... The elite doesn't want the briscoes on tv because eh, well that's then that might slight. not mean that they go down another fucking peg how long was mike was tyson how long was
0: mike tyson in prison they let <laughs> him in aw
2: uh, exactly like
0: that's like there's like there's been worse folks like, the, they had the one guy cutting up Chris Jericho, or no, yep. Dean Ambrose with There's the been way fucking worse pizza people. guy, the bank addicted drug robber. So, yeah, like, you, you've had worse people on your show. Uh, so, the, the Briscoe's trilogy, that's it fair. Was,
2: it was so. I like it. You, you can't look at another tag team match. Like, these guys have been wanting to do this series of matches for a long, long time time. And kudos to Tony Khan for at least giving them a platform. Granted, it was on the fucking C Show, Ring of Honor. This should have been... If they would have put this on AEW pay-per-view, this would have made their year in pay-per-view. But no, they this, threw this stuff away. These a matches were so unpromoted.
0: Times. All four of these men could have been in the Witness Protection Program and still been safe. And the worst part? Yeah. The
2: dog-collar match? They didn't announce that until the fucking week of and it still sold the pay-per-view
0: like 72 hours before the fucking pay-per-view,
2: which is disgusting because all four of these guys poured their heart and soul into this trilogy. There's not been a better tag team uh, feud since, dare I say, the, the New Day Usos when both teams were at their high point before the Usos have been on their current run. The Usos run with New Day. That's the only thing that comes even remotely close to this. And even this is better, in my opinion.
0: God, Yeah, the, the Uso-New Day feud was the only feud that really kind of held my, held, like really captivated me during the heavy PG era.
2: Yeah. But like they were the only
0: ones that made the heavy PG wrestling seemingly work.
2: And they actually found a way to make a Hell in a Cell match different and actually feel like a good Hell in a Cell match. Because usually it's just it's it's cop, copy-paste, cut, cookie-cutter. But they found ways to make it different because it was a tag-team match. They found a way to make it different. And those those teams are both still around. But the fact that FDR and the Briscoes wanted to do this series of matches for so long, and they finally got to do it, and it was just as good as we'd hoped. So th- this was so fucking awesome for me. I, mean, I was so glad that this happened, and I, I hope it's not over, honestly. Though if it is, like it was perfect. Right. It should have happened yeah. in AEW, but I digress.
1: So yeah, AEW kind of shit the bed with FTR.
2: Oh, like more on that they, later. Yeah. Well,
1: mostly
0: because the Young Bucks didn't want to get shown up, and also whenever more they're on in, that later, whenever they're in the ring with the Young Bucks, FTR makes them look like small children.
2: More on that later. All so right, let, let's move. tommy has got a lot
1: to say later. Oh no.
2: Well, there's not a lot of categories left, thankfully. So let's do. we we're, we're down or to three. Three. Yeah, we're down to male wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, and men's match of the year. So should we do – should we just go to tag team of the year? Yeah, since we're, in so the so same we're on
0: the ta- tag um, – I'm going to go ahead, and I know this is going to be a controversial pick. I don't know why, but I'm going to get a lot of pushback on this. Um, the tag team of the year, the undisputed tag team champions – Oh so uh, the, the motherfuckers have had one fuck of a run. They're part of the yep. bloodline which is the hottest thing going in wrestling right now. Um that we haven't had a unified tag team champion in fucking decades in WWE uh, and Tony yeah. let the commentators have their moment. Okay? Like it's, don't no, let the it's truth not getting no Tony, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. God damn it. Come on now. This is pro wrestling. Okay. In many, many, many years, we have not had, and I think it's at least been a decade, since we've had a unified tag team champions, and it's the Usos in the era where everybody's got a belt, they're able to put multiple on them, and they got multiple on Roman. To me... The tag team of the year is undoubtedly undisputedly the Usos. Um, I,
2: they're, they're definitely my number two pick. They are hands down my number two pick because the visual of them with the undisputed double belts with Roman and the undisputed two belts, the bloodline stuff, especially towards the end of the year, it's been fantastic. But for me, what you can't give it the, to FDR. It's what just, knocks the, Uso, the three I, of give us at Jim Cornette have been the only one who've watched him this year. Give me a second. What <laughs> knocks the Usos down a peg for me was before Sami Zayn joined the bu- the bloodline. The Usos were the ones made to look like fucking clowns. Like Drew McIntyre would come out, knock the shit out of both of them, and then come pay per view time, they're on the pre show. Once Sami Zayn joined the fold he was able to start eating the pinfalls that the Usos had to do beforehand. It wasn't until that happened that the bloodline really shot up the ranks in terms of actual dominance, and they were able to save face and be built strongly. And like I said, I could only pinpoint like one really, truly strong Usos match this year. But don't get me wrong. They've had a stellar year. Possibly their best year. Maybe their second best year. I don't know. But it's up there. They've had a fantastic year. They look like a million bucks. I'm excited to see what they do with them in 2023. But for me, yeah, I am going to go with FTR. And let me just give you this resume real quick. This is uh, FTR's 2022. In January, FTR defeats the Rock and Roll Express. In February... Moxley and Punk defeat FTR. March, FTR defeats Hermanos Lee to win the AAA titles. In April, FTR defeat the Briscoes to win the ROH titles. In April, FTR defeat the Bucks to retain the ROH and AAA titles. In May, FTR defeats Rapongi Vice to retain the ROH titles. In June, Punk and FTR defeat Max Caster and the Guns. June, FTR defeats the American Woods. June, FTR defeats Roppongi Vice and United Empire to win the IWGP titles. In July, FTR defeats the Briscoes in a two-out-of-three falls match to retain the ROH titles. September, FTR and Wardlow defeat Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal, some of the best out of TNA back in the day. October, FTR defeats Aussie Open at Royal Quest 2 to retain the IWGP titles. November, FTR and Steamboat defeat Lethal Aldis and Brock Anderson. And in December, the Briscoes defeat FTR in the dog-collar match, and they lose the ROH tag team titles. So, granted, they have been shuffled to the back of the deck. They've been buried on Ring of Honor television, but they've also gone on AAA TV. They've also gone to... New Japan they've basically put in all the work across four different promotions they've wrestled some of the truly great names the fucking Rock and Roll Express and Ricky Steamboat involved in that plus CM Punk and Sting for god's sake Sting was in there too somewhere these guys have wrestled some of the who's who they've wrestled some of the current best of the best Bucks included I mentioned that earlier They've held the AAA Tag Team Titles, the IWGP Titles, and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles, and they were going to hold, were going to verifiably hold the AAW Titles this year. They were going to hold four major tag team championships this Buzz. year until the Bucks decided. Yeah, we could do that trilogy of matches, but you're already doing that trilogy with the Briscoes, so we're just going to not do that, and we're going to drop the belts to swerve in our glory so we don't have to you know, lose that third match to you guys, and we're going to go do this little trios tag team title thing with Kenny now. And since then, FTR has been punished for that. They've barely been shown on TV, but when they are, they still knock out banger after banger after banger, and they're still having... Ricky fucking Steamboat, for God's sake. These guys have had a resume building 2022. Almost had four tag team titles at the same time in 2022. And they had the trilogy of matches that, for me, was one of the best trilogies, not of just the year, but in the last, uh, I can fucking remember. Plus, they've had other matches this year that have been fucking stellar. So for me, FTR, hands down. Had they been booked even better, it wouldn't even be a debate.
0: Yeah, to so me, Tony, the lack of exposure is the one thing, and it's yeah, it's the lack of exposure is the one thing that kind of knocks them off the. But the resume the the is there. The top five, but they're not number one. Because Chicken, there. when you think back to this year, are you going to think of FTR, or are you going to think of Usos? Two belts hanging over their fucking necks like the bad motherfuckers they are. I think
1: was I was going to evil. think about talking, but Jesus Christ, both of you right Please now are amped up ahead. as shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, uh, Tony, what you said there at the very end is exactly why I didn't have FTR as my number one. They should be number one. They should be they everybody's number guy. one. They are yep. the best, most talented, most entertaining yep. tag team out there. However, AEW did. Jack all shit with them for the last half of the year. They were on this massive, awesome run. And then it's just kind of like, I don't know. But what what have I heard since July? One the dog collar match. And I haven't even watched that one.
2: Well, dog collar match was in December.
1: That's why I said did I say December? I thought I said said July.
2: July was the second.
1: Since, Since July, all they've had is that dog collar match. Like of notable, oh, had oh, no, they of notoriety. What are people talking about? Yeah, like because AEW sucks at like promoting and, mm-hmm. and getting any of the out there. So, uh, but but Phil makes the the greatest point, and and we're we all have to do the oh, my tribal chief. Uh, yeah, it, it, the Usos. I get your argument with Sami Zayn, but I think that all you did was make it make the point that. That they're involved with Sami Zayn, and Sammy Zayn's the best storyline in WWE the entire year.
2: That for me is what <laughs> that that's that's what goes the other way for me, though. I think they that gives them a rub.
1: The I think that's they were a good thing. the thing that just makes it better.
2: <laughs> they were they were the ones eating the pins before Sammy showed up. And then once Sammy showed up, he started eating the pins. But he makes he the story got, better. He that's still great. got over more than the Usos. That's the difference for me.
1: Oh, I love it. I don't give a shit. The whole thing's been great. look, Bloodline's the greatest storyline of the year. Sami Zayn's the greatest part of that whole goddamn thing. And the Usos are riding that train. Uh, We the ones. Usos.
2: Tag team of of the year. uh, Here, I'll... It's gonna be the Usos. That's against my better judgment.
0: Now you know how I feel with the Vince McMahon. Look,
2: look. They're... (laughs) If we had this show in July, I would have legit ended the stream and come to Shickley to fight Phil over this one because that's how strongly I felt about FTR. But here's the thing. The Usos, like I said, once they got Sami Zayn into the fold and they were able to make themselves not look like the fucking jobbers of the group, they started to look a lot more imposing. And the way that they finished the year especially a Survivor Series, they looked like a million bucks. Now, granted, it wasn't just them having great tag team matches doing it, doing great storylines to do it. They had to be held up by Roman Reigns, which is why it put, for me, it put them not in the, all back the time to FDR. No, it 100% did. I was about
1: because to say, when you think of the now, bloodline,
2: you're not thinking of Jimmy and Jey Uso. You're thinking of Roman Reigns. Chicken, they're They're, the reason? they're not the forefront.
0: The reason Tony isn't coming down to Shickley and wanting to fight me over this is because we basically gave every Briscoes versus FDR match the tag team match of the year, no, and that's it, it's like that's exactly. like oh Tony's like okay that's no
2: no it's man. because they, they get it's a because win. of the Bucks. It's because of the Bucks burying yeah. FDR because once they saw FDR had gotten themselves over to the point where the crowd didn't care if they were babyface heel who they were wrestling it didn't matter. As soon as they saw that, they're like, well, the only way we can prevent them from getting more over is to just not book them. And that's what they've done. Now FTR gets maybe 30 second pre-taped vignettes in the backstage. They have to go wrestle in Mexico and Japan to have matches. And they've been delegated to the ring of Honor brand, which barely has a platform. That's the only way that they've been able to bury these guys who are head and shoulders, the best tag team in wrestling today. And it's not even close. Like I said, The resume speaks for itself. They've had four out of five or six of my favorite tag team matches in 2022. And the tag team match category for me has been far more memorable than the singles match category for male or female because of FTR. For me, it's still FTR. But the latter stages of 2022, I understand the argument. I might not agree with it fully, but... The Usos did have a banner fucking year.
0: Now I do have to ask, uh, like, is this the, our fourth or fifth year in review? Um, I think it's our fourth. Oh
2: golly, let me double check on. Like, well, players. regardless,
0: it's that's not important. But like, it is I do important. think uh, if once we get to the fifth year in review, we should probably look over who's gotten the most. And I guarantee you, FDR is going to be nominated for more things. Oh. than any other tag team over the yeah. last four or five years and that's kind of what i'm getting at is they are one of the best tag teams of this decade um the problem is like you said is they're booking but i also gotta and say WWE like even booking
2: and now it's well, well,
0: well well hang on here it's something to one of the virtues of aew even if you don't like the way that they're getting booked and they're big at least in AEW, they have an opportunity. You know what? Fuck you. Then we can go all around the world, and we're gonna get ourselves over in spite of it. And so yeah. that's at least better than what they'd get in WWE, where they'd be getting Usi hot and doing butt scoots. Uh, so yeah, I exactly. get that. So yeah, um, I would put FDR as a contender for next year's tag team of the year. Um, Usos, though, they y- you gotta give it to the bloodline. You gotta acknowledge. Your tribal
2: chief and your tribal like tag said, team. Like I said, the way they oh, were that's able my to, tribal chief. That's my tribal they, chief. The way the Usos were able to finish out the year and not just be background body. They soccer.
1: were also one of the busiest tag teams of any any fucking name
2: brand. Right. But they're not just doing curtain jerk or pre-show duty now. That, no, that's no, point. but
1: they're doing they're doing raw smackdown.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then okay, the main yeah, events
1: absolutely. like they are on everything those boys have been busy and damn so usos so tag done, team of the year we did we're down to two 2019
2: 2020 and 2021 so this so this is, is our fifth year this is our fifth year in review wow we're gonna go have to look back at those. that 2018 year in review Phil, you're Jesus. wearing a hat and an eye patch
0: God, that's right. I almost lost my eye uh, like just a few months ago uh, when that one went down. And so, yeah, that that was fun. That was
2: fun. No, uh, in um, closing, this one would have pissed me off way more in, in August. But, no, the Usos at least did have one of those memorable tag team matches. And the way they finished the year was great. FDR got buried. That's not their fault. And their work rate is second to none, in my opinion.
0: All righty. So, we have two categories left the wrestler of the year, and the match of the year.
2: Let's, so, let's go with match. I, I think we we don't need to bury the lead We know what's probably going to happen in male wrestler of the year. Yeah. So do we want to go with that or do we want to go with that. Let's do that. Let's do that.
1: Why is it not Roman?
0: Yes, my tribal chief. I'm a tribal chief. Yes, my tribal chief. It has to be my tribal chief. It is the one, the only Roman right, the tribal chief. I mean, like, I'm sorry. He is the Roman Reigns. He is, is the this, tribal is this chief. This is across the board is, because I'm assuming is, it is. This is Roman Sammartino. Yeah. We are watching the legendary reign that is going to defeat Bruno Sammartino's reign, and we're going to okay, see an I
1: incredible
0: disagree. thing. Yes, oh the no. male wrestler of the year. Trey, I
1: fucking love that comment. Roman what did Reigns. Say?
2: You got comments? Go ahead. Oh no! Oh.
0: I was just starting to like you, Trey. Bill was, was just was his Crenshaw face. face.
2: He to the dark side.
0: <laughs>
1: Wait, isn't uh, Crenshaw on the dark side?
0: Yeah, go. Crenshaw is fucking. He's joined the Sith. I'm sorry, he's he's not. All right, he's so not
2: go a, ahead and give your reasoning for why it's Roman Reigns. No, not like anybody's going to disagree.
0: Tribal chief unified the belts at Mania um he's had just banner year nobody's been able to stop him he's had five star classics with logan fucking paul he's been able to make us interested in the 7000th encounter of brock versus roman he's been able to really hold our attention he somehow some way made you believe that he was gonna somehow drop the belt of drew mcintyre which that is the best fucking like, that's one hell of a worker. He made you believe that Drew McIntyre had any chance of ending Roman San Martino's reign. Hell, he even made me believe that Seth Rollins had a chance for that one time. Like, oh fuck, he could actually do this. So Roman truly is the Ric Flair, the Ricky Steamboat, the fucking workhorse fucking. (sighs) He is the guy. He's wearing not Hogan's boots, not just Hogan's boots, not just Austin's boots. He's wearing Sam R. fucking Tino's boots. He's wearing London's boots. He's wearing Ed Strangler Lewis's fucking boots, okay? Roman is... The guy, and he's going to hold on to that belt and he's going to take it to Hollywood and Hollywood's going to be able to say Fast and the Furious 16 with WWE undisputed universal champion Roman Reigns in their movie. So yeah, Roman is the man and he's probably going to be wrestler of the year next year as well.
1: Uh, I'd say my reasons for it is you you remember when they were really trying to push Roman over and it just wasn't working and nobody liked it and nobody wanted it and everybody hated it. He's a totally different guy now. Like the Roman you see today, if you would have saw that one five, whatever, however many goddamn years ago that we had to suffer through the, the, the insufferable matches and the horrible booking and the push and push of look at Roman. He's so great. Uh, and nobody wanted to see it, and we all hated all of that. If you had Roman today doing that then with the likes of Sami Zayn, the Usos, and everybody else that's around the bloodline, it would have worked then. Uh in, in this, this to me is just like a fascinating story of of the evolution of Roman Reigns from where he was to what he always should have been. Like the other day. The other day, they're watching the Usos on a tag team match, and you, there's this tension between Sami Zayn and 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 Roman Reigns, and and Sami Zayn's sitting there eating the popcorn, and he's sitting next to Roman Reigns. And you got, and they're all sitting there in the room watching, and Sami's like, "Hey, hey, Roman, you want some popcorn?" And Roman's like, "No." And it cuts away. And then all of a sudden it cuts back. And then there's Paul Heyman with his own popcorn and Roman with his own popcorn and goes, cause I got my own. <laughs> and they're just much like, so they like, you're like, Oh no, were they mad at Sammy? And then all of a sudden it's just like, Oh no, we're all doing this together. And they're all excited to watch the match. Just like Sammy was like, it's, it's so fun to see these different sides of Roman when they crack up in the ring. Now, granted, I, I still think a lot of this is because of Sammy just alone he's causing a lot of this like oh, yeah. awesome shit to happen without he's getting sammy, himself over doing this without sammy the bloodline this year is nothing to just i'm just gonna say it probably wouldn't be over as it is now uh but he has helped roman make it like i'm a fan of roman now because you get to see like when he does crack it's at the right moment and you're like i would have cracked too like no matter how good of an actor you are, you you would have fucking cracked and laughed at that shit. So, you get to see a little bit of the, the the theatrics, but all at the same time, you get to see the a little bit of the realness. But his in-ring performance, actually, I thought was way better this year than last year. I was a mm-hmm. critic of him last year, even though he was rolling over everybody. I was a critic because I thought some matches were pretty lame and pretty dull. But this year, they have all been solid. They're not all world beaters and the best matches ever, but they are all solid matches and they are convincing matches and they were entertaining matches.
2: Fight! Yeah. Me. For me, uh, it's, it's funny because this has been going on what he's over well over 400 days. Well, I guess technically here in early January, he did lose a match. Finally, he didn't get pinned, but Roman hadn't been defeated in a match. In over 400 days. His his title reign has been record-breaking. He hasn't even come close to losing matches. But ever since he came back, and it was just a very subtle, he's in the back, he's sitting with Paul Heyman, and then immediately he capitalizes on a match, wins the belt, and has been on an absolute tear since. He's finally on that heel run that they should have done seven years ago. Instead of forcing him down our throats like they did with Cena. And it worked eventually with Cena. It was never going to work with Roman Reigns because, as a babyface, Roman Reigns is not charismatic. As a heel, Roman Reigns is very charismatic because he's cool, calm, calculated, and has that dead stare. He's imposing, he's intimidating. It's not John Cena. He never was going to be John Cena. He's finally found that groove. And when this finally ends, it's actually going to be very, very, very bittersweet. I'm not just talking about him losing the title. I'm talking about when he finally says, I'm going to be very, very, very part-time. But right now, he's in the best run of his life. Granted, Sami Zayn has done a ton of that legwork for him. The Usos have not just been background guys they've done their part this year solo sokoa has been that background guy filled that voice. dude
1: solo sokoa not- the last few months man he's an up-and-comer yeah.
2: absolutely and paul he's Ian. gonna be big
0: they had paul jake Ian. paul kind of like pause back to him and sell for him for a second yes. so like, and, and it looked legitimate so they're putting him over like a motherfucker
2: Yep. but paul i like Ian it though has been this, this might be the best Paul Heyman we've ever seen because Brock Lesnar needed Paul Heyman. Roman Reigns doesn't technically need him, but the way that Paul Heyman sells in the background, not just outside of the ring. Oh, it's brilliant. In the background of every segment. It's oh, next like level emotive. 200%. It's in. Now, Tony,
0: you raise an interesting point here. And I want you to think about
1: Roman Reigns is a month older than me.
0: Yeah. Now think about this, guys. I want you to think about this. Tony said something very interesting. And it suddenly had a light bulb go on over my head. You want to know why Paul's putting in 200%? Paul's always had a certain goal in life and he almost got there, but then he didn't quite Brock Lesnar needed Paul Heyman. Yes. To get to that next level. He needed Paul Heyman to talk for him. He needed Paul Heyman to hype him. However, Paul Heyman needs Roman reigns. If he wants to break back into Hollywood. There it is. And so that's why Paul's putting in 200% because for first time in his life, he needs somebody, not the other way around.
2: And it's beautiful because it's, it's been such a good pairing from the very beginning. They teased this before. And when it finally happened, it made so much sense. This has been fantastic. Every match that Roman Reigns has had, every feud, if you can even call it that, every segment he's had has been must-see TV. It's the only thing worth watching if you're only going to watch one thing on WWE programming. It's the bloodline stuff. Granted, they're all putting the work in, but Roman Reigns, like it or not, He is the big money draw right now. He's having the big time matches. He's big match John right now. It doesn't matter if you like him, hate him, think he sucks in the ring. He's having that top tier level match every time he goes out there. You're going to tune in to see it because could this be the one he loses? Even though I know damn well he's not going to lose. And he still makes you believe. Drew McIntyre. Oh, sorry. Sorry, he's been fantastic um, this year. Roman, so it's the year of
0: Roman game. chicken. Any objections?
1: Absolutely none. Roman Reigns, our tribal chief, is yes. the male wrestler of the year.
0: Yes, my tribal chief. Oh, yes, my tribal chief. Oh, please, my tribal chief. Oh, yes. So, yes, and thank you, Paul Heyman, for all the memories on that as well. So, we yeah. arrive to the main event, the best. Male wrestling match of the year. Now, there's going to be a very interesting juxtaposition here, because there is an obvious choice. There is an obvious choice for match of the year, and Tony is going to do all he can to convince us that that match is not the best match of the year. I uh, do
2: argument uh, for it. Yes. What's that? I do have an argument. Yes.
0: Yes, of course, T. Of course. So, with that being said, T, <laughs> so why go. don't
2: we just let you rip the band-aid off and okay. tell us
0: what's your nominee for match of the year?
2: What's mine?
0: Yes. Mm, I don't know
2: if I want to give mine away yet. <laughs>
0: you see i i knew how tony's speech was oh i work. know your
2: psychology phil
0: i know exactly what it is but no okay folks well i'm gonna trudge forward ahead anyways <laughs> because tony he's like tony's got his prepared speech and he cannot deviate but me on the other hand phil koe i can go off the fly i have never yeah, pre- okay i've never prepared tony i haven't prepared for anything or done my full homework since the fourth grade so <laughs> i have been like so when I do all this talking here, Tony, I don't do any preparation. Oh. I, don't, I don't work hard. I was given a gift from God. Okay. The like it's balls. that's the difference. Okay. The like I just balls. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. The best match of the year the one that held you captivated you gave you the emotional roller coaster ride the one that really broke that idea and it made you believe for just a little while and here's the biggest one here's the clincher here's the cincher when you think back five years from now five years from now when the revolutionary wrestling podcast is the most popular podcast in all pro wrestling history And, you know, billions, not millions, but billions of subscribers and listeners. Um, And we look back on 2000 and you visualize 2022, the first and most vivid match that you're going to remember is cody versus seth rollins hell in a cell because you could visually see with your two eyeballs cody is coming in hurt like a motherfucker and this guy had the guts the balls the intestinal fortitude and temerity to fight through it anyways to give us the best Fucking match of the year, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes. So chicken in a way, your Seth pick comes back again <laughs> to be the returning hero and save the day with Seth versus that's, Cody.
1: That's Phil trying to talk me into voting for it whatever is. he picks because oh, yeah. Tony's about to counter.
0: I mean, like, I'm, but no, come on, T, if you like had
2: to go out like, like a, oh, you son of a bitch, that's a good fucking sales pitch, you God, piece of shit. It, uh, that's his persuasion <laughs> kicking in. Golly. So, If Danny. only we wouldn't have seen through that.
0: So golly, gee. <laughs> well, you know, I you're just going to call it
2: out like that.
0: I mean, you know, we just got to throw
1: facts what? in my anyway, face, like so Tony. Uh, what, what, uh, what, what, what kind of counter pick would you have for that? Because
0: so I, I have obviously one of the six man tag matches with Kenny Omega. Fuck you! Oh <laughs> <laughs> you the That's obviously Tony's
2: pick. God, no. Oh, God, no! So I, I actually it's a have Shotzi. Yes. Yep. Wow. Can I get Shotzi live? And Ronda in a triple threat. It'll be. I'm glad I wasn't (laughs) drinking
1: there,
0: man.
2: I I would have had a. Oh, that's so bad. I've I've got a couple, and I'm actually still trying to talk myself into which one I want to pick. But my counter to Phil's argument, granted, uh, Cody Rhodes has balls of steel. Now, I can't disagree with that because the guy, the guy worked a Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins who did everything in his power to take the best possible care of the guy in the world while still making both men look like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. And they, they put together a very strong match. My counter is,
1: I, FTR I, I, is such a great tag team.
2: I'm gonna Sorry. boot chicken from the stream now, <laughs> which is true. Somehow I, if, I could seven degrees bacon. This. In FHR, that's I'm waiting hook. for.
1: I'm waiting for him to nominate a tag team as the best match. Dax Harwood. Dax
2: nope, Harwood did have some great singles matches, but that's not. No, goddamn. Listen to me. All right, <laughs> my one complaint and Granhausen. There we go. All right. So my one my one gripe with the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match. All right. So let's remember back when Cody when Cody left AEW, it was supposed to be a a big secret, big surprise. Instead,
1: it was the worst kept secret ever. Yeah.
2: No, it was. It would have been fine, but the Bucks Kenny Omega. And Chris Jericho all went out in the public and verified it and ruined it. Why? Because they're fucking petty pieces of shit pricks. Nevertheless, Cody Rhodes shows up at WrestleMania, has a debut match against Seth Rollins, and it's fucking fire. The crowd loved it. He's Cody Rhodes. He's the Cody Rhodes from AEW from just that year. He has his music. He looks great. It's fantastic. Amazing match. Another reason WrestleMania was so good this year. The rematch, I did. it was a good match. Really good match. I didn't love the finish. It felt a little weak. This is the one where Rollins should have went over. Instead, Cody kind of got one over on him. It was it, a really wasn't that weird... the surprise
1: roll up win? Yeah. Is that what he, yeah. Yeah.
2: It was weird. Like, that's the one that Rollins should have won. But instead, Cody gets a surprise win. The third, the trilogy match, Hell in a Cell. Right before the match goes down, Cody tears his pec. One of the worst pec tears you can imagine. The guy's goddamn body was purple. Looks like, like he basically
0: him. damn near tore his own titty off.
2: Yeah. But the damage is done. It's not going to get worse at this point. Rollins took care of him. The match was good, given the what circumstances. What doctor
0: told him that? I'm like, that's eh, it's fucked up. Right. You really can't fuck it up. Like I, said, it ain't worse like I said,
2: balls of steel. Did the match anyway, but Cody got the W. Here's my argument. This will always be my argument. Cody went 3-0 and against Rollins kind of hurt Rollins. Cody got the win against Rollins in match two that Rollins should have got. Since he didn't get that, in match three, Cody has a legitimate, visible injury. That's the match Cody should have lost. He should have still had that God-tier balls of steel, I'm going to win this match in spite of this injury, and then just fall. Just short. That way, when he comes back, they have... An excuse to do match number four. But instead, if they do match four now, I've already beaten you three times. And the third time, I was basically knocking on death's door in Hell in a Cell, and I still managed to beat you. So I beat you in a debut. I beat you in the rematch with a surprise roll up. And in match three in Hell in a Cell, I had a torn peck and I still beat you flat. Why the fuck would we do a match four? Match number three, that's when Cody should have lost. And I mean, just barely. Mm, no, they had because, a chance to tell that story, but they opted not to because they have right. different plans. Because when whatever.
0: Cody comes back at the Rumble, he comes back with all the momentum. Everybody knows that's he's got balls of steel. Uh, so oh. that, but no, that's why yeah. they did it that year. And to me, like, I, Tony, I got to give you credit. You're like, all right, Phil, I'm going to counter your Cody Rhodes and I'm going to raise you more Cody Rhodes.
2: That's right. Son of
0: a bitch, brilliant. But chicken. It's going to come down to you. Is it Cody Rhodes oh. at WrestleMania, or is it Cody Rhodes? I didn't, I didn't nominate Cody
2: no, Rhodes. I was oh,
1: say he man. hasn't. He hasn't nominated anything yet. He just get. He romanticized what he I, thought should have happened with Cody Rhodes. And hasn't it disagreeing it with it the finish
2: isn't a reason to discount a great oh, match. No, absolutely, but. it is. Absolutely, it is. It's it's part of the match. But nevertheless, that's my argument. Now the two matches that I'm having a tough time picking between, and I'm going to pick one. <sighs> Phil, I already know your thoughts on this, but uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Clash of the Castle. It's good match. No, it was a fantastic match. Both guys were on on their A game. The crowd was as raucous as it could possibly get. The false finishes meant more than they have in a long time, and especially between these two guys because these guys have had a long standing rivalry. They've had a ton of matches. This is hands down my favorite between the two. And granted, we knew it was likely going to be a Roman win. And I tried my hardest to talk myself into it. And they even almost decided to pull the trigger. But they didn't. Regardless. Tony's match, trying to get some sort match, of moral victory from the this. The match was fucking fantastic. That These match has been
1: bugging him since that night.
2: <laughs> of the palm of their hand. It was fucking great. It was one of my favorite matches of the year, regardless of the outcome. Doesn't matter. It was a great match. Was a great match, and it speaks to why Roman was Wrestler of the Year because this is the quality of fucking match you would get out of him every time he went out there. And Drew McIntyre's nothing to sneeze at either, even though in their best efforts to fucking bury him. My other one, which I am ultimately going to pick, which I'm sure nobody's going to back me up on.
1: Then why do we even hear about that one?
2: What the fuck? Because it it bears mentioning. Because you you've been holstering that since he lost. Yeah. He in the first three That's installments an honor. Of the I'll give review, you that. That's an honorable mention. I'll give you that. In the first three installments of the year in review, we spent a lot of time reviewing the contenders. Now, yeah, what I'm going to ultimately pick is going to be MJF and Punk in the dog collar match because this this that was, was a old good one. school. This was drama filled. It was bloody if you're going to do weapons, this is how you do weapons. It was long, a fun match. To the watch. long-term yeah. storytelling for the culmination of the feud of the year was this match, and it was put on full display. These guys showed what pro wrestling not only still can be today in 2022, but what it was in the 70s and 80s and sometimes in the 90s, this was a great example of having the crowd invested in something that's very basic with a modern twist, with an old grizzled vet, with a young up-and-comer, and and now the world champion. This match was fucking fantastic, and this is my pick for match of the year amongst the men. Now, Tony, you raised some good
0: points. Uh, Chicken?
1: i i'm i'm gonna say i i bring this up often with both of you like when when i'm put in the kind of position to where i really have to think about because tony you make a really good point that was that was probably the best aw match of the year for sure like that hands was hands down I was i remember that when as soon as you started talking about it, i was like jesus yeah that was fun to
2: watch like yeah hey, it it's, really yeah, fun exactly
1: it brought me back to that that watching that, and I was like, "Damn, that was a really good one." However, um, I always hearken back to kind of like why I got back into watching wrestling, <clears throat> and it's like it's one of those things to where two things: it's a little nostalgia, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And the other is my kids. You know, at the time of these matches, he was thirteen; he just turned fourteen, and it's like. What are those, those moments that your kid's going to remember? And I remember the look on his face when Cody Rhodes ripped that jacket off. And he, he was starting to get disinterested from wrestling. Mm. I remember up until that point. And then he saw Cody Rhodes take that off and he saw that pec muscle and he goes, holy shit. And he sat down on the chair and he's like, I got to watch this. Like it was one of those moments as a child. He's always going to remember to where dudes whip at each other with dog collars, as fun as it is for an adult. Um, I remember trying to get him to come back and watch some of that one. Uh, didn't have the same effect, but the drama, the story and everything that came with the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins match and how it ended. Yeah. Tony, I don't disagree. I wish. I wish that Rollins would have won the second one to make the third one even more important when or vice versa.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I get it, but that's a fairy tale and nobody could have planned it out because that's, it is what it is. And Vince was like being crazy and probably didn't remember (laughs) at that that. time. Vince didn't know what he booked last Monday when he Mm -hmm. was booking the next raw show. So he probably forgot that there was ever a, a Cody and Seth match to begin with. So We can throw all that out the window because the visual, the drama, the effects, and the overall outcome, and because you know you're not going to have Cody around for probably almost a year. You better make Cody stand tall if he's not coming back for probably a year. So I don't disagree with how that one ended. I think it was just a bad circumstance that they were forced into, and it was you have to do it this way there's no other way to do it. You have to do it. It's,
2: it's because he people. wasn't going to be there the next night, but he got the W clean, and then Rollins still had to but be he was there already the next two on night.
1: Rollins. So even I, if I he lost to Rollins with an injury, I, I it wouldn't disc- have mattered. You could still make the same argument. So it didn't matter to begin I, with. I know, so they said, fuck it, give it to him.
2: If, if he would have come out just ahead, he would have been like, I'm the one that injured Cody, and he could have run with that for 9-10 months, even though he didn't. That just would have been that chicken shit thing to do. Like he had to be there and he had to continue competing. Cody was gonna go away. I just I wish I wish he keeps that
0: shiny new toy aspect to it. I I know, I know that's he does. That's
2: that's it,
1: Phil. That's it.
2: That's why it should have been the second match. That's why it should have been the second match. Rollins should have gotten the No, him
0: being undefeated, he's the shiny new toy.
2: But we've proven even though he's he's been here
0: for a year, which
2: is brilliant. It's been proven that undefeated doesn't mean shit. If you at least make the circumstances—only gonna have a do—make the circumstances understandable to the audience when they observe them. Make it understandable to the most dipshit a person that would just be channel surfing. Then they can understand the loss. If you make the loss just wishy-washy and flat for no reason, then it doesn't mean shit. But if Cody Rhodes with a real, visible, legitimate injury comes up just short in a Hell in a Cell match. That's believable. That's storytelling. If they would have a, a a slightly bigger window, maybe they go that way. But again, you're right, chicken. This was Vince McMahon, very erratic booking right up close to when. I tell won.
1: you what, here's one thing. You're going to hate this, Tony and Phil. Let me know what you think. They could do that Cody story every year, three matches a year for the next 10 years. And it would be, <laughs> oh, it would go over the right guy, every yeah. every yep. time if they picked the right guy.
0: Yep, those two just have great chemistry. Now, granted, It could just be Cody and
2: insert name here.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you also got to keep in mind, um, every generation there's this one wrestler that has this spot. And this is going to sound like an insult, but it's actually not. Seth Rollins is the X-Pac of our generation in that Vince McMahon would be like, okay, (sighs) I'm going to throw you in the ring with X-Pac, and if you cannot get a good match out of X-Pac, you are not going to be a good fit here in WWE.
2: Xbox yeah. is and, one of the most underrated dance partners you could yes, have. The rest yes, yes, and there's a he reason why. Great. Like
0: he was in 58 great tag teams and about 13 yeah. shitty ones. Okay, because like yeah. yeah, like sometimes like, they training were training dudes
1: with on the mat. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh yeah, and Seth is that guy. Like he will have a good match with anybody, and if you yeah. tag with him, he's gonna be giving you on the job training. And so that's why. So. Chicken, you are going with Cody versus Seth, hell in the cell. Absolutely. As am I. I'm not, gonna, so- I'm not
2: gonna argue this pick because like it or not, the booking be damn. Look, I, I would have booked it differently. I'm not the booker. I might be better than Vince, but that's not. I would have loved it
1: more. Like if if the if the winners had changed hands a little bit differently, I agree mm-hmm. with you on that. It would yeah. even it would have made it even more special if they would have booked it right on the match too, where Seth wins. Yeah. Then but the third or one. If
2: you have that, Cody win that, this match. is the son know, of
1: Dusty Rhodes. I ain't doing no job in front of forty thousand people. Baby. If he would have lost the second one, even yeah. hook or Crook. And then with the injury still wins the yeah. third. That's the biggest story you can tell. That's what they missed out on. To be honest, uh, that that's all they missed out on. <laughs> yeah. The I, I
2: would have gone with it.
1: But, I, but yeah, like to me, I, I just
0: maintain him winning all three. He's a fresh new toy. Nobody's beat him. He's the most likely opponent for Roman reigns. If the rock falls out and he doesn't make it this well, year see, for that, WrestleMania. That's
2: my problem here. Like, but the problem is if Cody doesn't
0: beat him at Mania, then who the
2: fuck does There ever? it is. There it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. repeat I'm gonna mirror things I've been saying about Cody Rhodes for a long time now, since the inception of this channel. Look, Cody Rhodes, great worker, great wrestler, great mind for the business. When he agents matches, he, he books gets himself a little, a little hard. He gets a little too up his own ass with stuff. And you can look at any of his major matches in AEW, yeah. and you can see what the fuck they were
1: I'm all about like that. Especially towards they're the end. Matches. It got really bad.
2: They're, Tony, his booking great. would make my
0: booking no. of myself seem selfless and you, not you, self-indulgent, okay? If, if, you
2: took, if you took 50% of the outside interference and all those main card 30. matches on pay-per-view, take away the outside interference, take away a couple of the weapon spots, and, and dial Brandy. it back just a touch, and Brandy The matches would have been immediate five, six stars fucking matches, classics. But it's like, it almost takes you out because he tries to do too much. He's like, he's got all these great ideas, but he tries to shoehorn them all into the same fucking shoe. Like, you've got two feet, dude. There's going to be another foot going into another shoe. You don't have to get all the feet into one shoe, but he tries. Now, in WWE, he's been a little more handcuffed in that regard, but he did get (laughs) handcuffed with the injury at the same time. We saw but, what he did in
0: AEW. He might need the handcuffs from time he to time. You, know, you a-
1: know what he's thinking long term right now? He's thinking, how do I get myself in a ring with Uncle Howdy, Bray
2: Wyatt, <laughs> yeah. and the Oh, fans. yeah.
0: That'll make me fucking. In it. a fatal four-way. Oh, yeah.
1: that'll That's a license to print money.
2: Let me just say this about Cody. because Dude, we are dude. I'm calling
1: it. Major. I'm calling it. That's going to happen not probably this year, but next oh, year. God,
2: don't say that. With Cody, for no me, Uncle Howdy will
0: be buried and forgotten in three months.
2: So. Probably for for Cody with me, I I have tempered expectations. Great worker, great storyteller, great wrestler, great mind. But it's just he always tries to do too much. Now if he can temper that in WWE, the guys if all he has to do is keep the crowd on his side, which he's done in WWE. In AEW, they fucking turned on him. Because he got too far up his own ass. But he was an executive VP at the time. Now, if he can keep the crowd on his side and they can keep the momentum going, he's going to do great things. Now, that being said, I will say this. If he comes back at the Rumble, if he wins the Rumble, or even if he doesn't, if he gets that WrestleMania match and and they do the split match with Rock and Cody one night, other night, whatever. I don't think he beats Roman at WrestleMania. I don't think he does. I think he gets a rematch before the end of the year and does win it then in Madison Square Garden to win the belt that his daddy should have won in Madison Square Garden. Right. But I don't think he'll win at WrestleMania. So that's your
0: idea for uh... wow, that's an idea. Um, you think night one of WrestleMania will be Roman? Night two of WrestleMania? Will
2: well, be Roman? see, I don't know where they're going to go with this because if they strip him of a belt like they're kind of talking about, they can do whatever the fuck they want. I, to nobody decide, will accept at wrestlemania that. Mania, gonna, we're it's, gonna it's split gonna them. be
1: if if they yank it off of him it's not gonna work they're gonna have to yeah they're gonna fuck just take him over
0: they'll take all the wind out of the sails it's it's like, they're Kaylee, gonna, they're cody gonna have Rhodes, to come 2020 yeah, ah so cody Rhodes, my running
1: mate they'll come up with a scheme to fuck him over like whether it's a new faction or something something's gonna happen See, to fuck him over
2: That's why I was thinking if they do the split night thing, they're like, okay, you're going to defend the WWE title on night one. You're going to defend the universal title on night two. Then they could do, he beats the rock night one. He loses to Cody night two. And he's got an excuse then, right? Rock
0: ain't doing night one. Rock is main event night. That's what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) So... It, it, it's just a working theory, but that's kind of one of the, but ultimately I think Cody Rock needs ain't to, coming to
1: the building. I main think event Cody needs
2: to lose the first match, lose the first match. And so then are you thinking Madison square guard? Are
1: you thinking he beats Cody on uh, yeah. night one loses to the rock on night two? That means rock has to show up for one more pay-per-view. Roman Reigns is not losing. To no, Guys, no, what would that would No, Tony, you're on to something here. Brilliant here. But what
0: they would do is, yes, Roman beats Cody on night one. Roman beats The Rock on night two. And he walks away wearing like Bruno's boots that have like the Super Mario when you grab the star. The, yeah.
2: the Rock and is so, not beating Roman Reigns. It's not happening. Roman will beat The Rock. Mark my words.
0: Oh, like Trey Powell says, no, make it Koe McMahon 2024. That way everyone is too busy looking into him to worry about. You know, that's brilliant. It's like, hey, if you impeach me, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is now the president. So, yeah, I'm impeachment proof. So, all right. So, folks. So how
2: do
1: you take the belts off then?
2: So you don't, point,
0: and you just let him have a Cody. You let him have a Bruno Sammartino run, and no, you have him drop go the. Eight you have him drop the belt, the belt to uh, that gristled veteran, Braun breaker, no, after he's, he's been building for about seven years. Hey, hey
1: Phil, Phil sorry, probably, I asked Tony a question.
2: He's probably going to lose the belts this year. <laughs> gonna, I, I, gonna I think a Roman. Round. I think Roman's going to lose at least one of the belts inside of 2023, and. It's get, it's gotta be something involving Cody. I like I said, I don't think he wins at WrestleMania. I want to see Cody come back at the Rumble, win the Rumble, go to WrestleMania, come up just short, but then they find an excuse to do a pay-per-view or fuck it, even a house show. Why not fuck it right at Madison Square Garden? And then you, you get that you guys realize picture that like, of Cody holding up the belt for real this you, time, winning the belt. His daddy didn't win.
1: You guys both realize in the story arc of the bloodline, we are reaching the climax of where Sammy Zayn's about to come crumbling down. Yes. Now it's gotta be something big between now and rumble is the time to build to something big. And then mania is the fallout and it's the crescendo, if you will. So you start thinking about that. It's, I don't think Roman's loss or downfall of uh, uh, of his belts is necessarily going to, you know, because of him, we have to think of how the bloodline's going to fall apart and how that plays into him losing, which that story is about to turn that page. It's up next. You yeah. got to keep watching. It's up next. That yeah. it's, they've been teasing it so hard and you know, it's around the corner
0: yeah but i almost fear that like the bloodline's doing so well there's always those factions that kind of overstay their welcome like that moment they should have broken up they didn't
1: like NWO. Get,
0: oh god well and like 15 NWO times Wolfpack. over the pack. and but like there was even a point and then when where the
1: nwo came back
0: this is yes and then when the nwo silver and then, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, there was plenty of times. I was even saying, like, back in the day, there was even some times when the Four Horsemen even kind of yeah. overstayed their welcome, and they had to bring in fresh blood like Malenko and Benoit and folks like that to try and freshen things up. So there's... Every faction has that perfect moment when they should have done something. And, We're
1: approaching that with the blood. Yes, line.
0: but I'm afraid that the performers involved in it are having such a fun time and everybody like we're in such a weird moment in WWE that nobody really wants to rock the boat because the office is just a clusterfuck right now. And so it's like, fuck it. The bloodlines drawn tickets. It's making money. We're just going to keep that gravy train rolling. So I could see it. Tony, you're absolutely right. I, I, I could see them do Roman main events night one, night two. And I think he wins both of them. He does.
2: I think so. But the one thing I do think we have to mention here is the fact that we're thinking The Rock. We're thinking Cody Rhodes. We're thinking Rumble and WrestleMania. The one thing that I don't think anybody in creative saw coming from the Bloodline storyline in 2022 was the emergence of Sami Zayn. They made a star. He's this year. in a time where the only star, why why that don't we have a, uh, Roman Reigns? They've made right. Sami Zayn.
1: Why don't we have like a uh, a storyline of the year, character of the year? Because Sami Zayn is the fucking story of yeah. the year. Like yeah. we would
0: have only just dis- disagreed because I would have nominated the Bloodline, and so like it would it's have been kind of yeah, right. like it, yeah. it would have been
2: It's adjacent
0: potato potato kind right. of so like that's so you're absolutely correct with that but yeah this has been an interesting year in wrestling this has been an interesting year in the office it's been an interesting year Roman's in the Roman's
2: heel work is going on three years of why didn't we do this eight years ago Roman yes. Reigns as a heel now with a faction now with likable characters around him now with just ever everything surrounding it, it all the talk of WWE is based off of Roman Reigns' heel work in the last year to two years to three years. And it's been, they they all have to be, Vince, even Vince himself has to be kicking himself a little bit at this point, going, my God, we, yeah. They we, fucked it up so bad for so Why long. did we not do this sooner? But yeah, uh, you know, side effect of that, Sami Zayn has emerged as a real star. And that's undeniable at this point. And if you drop the ball on that and don't at least acknowledge that to some re- respect. All of it was for not because eventually, yeah, Roman's not going to be the champion. He's going to lose at least one belt this year, I think. How they nope. do it, I'm not sure. He's not going to hold the belt for 8 years. He's not going to take the belt to Hollywood. Uh, you can keep dreaming, Phil. Like, I so, they respect you.
0: Do you like so I would be willing to uh make a a friendly wager and we'll get into the uh exact metrics in the side chat, but I believe that Roman will be champion both champions, December 31st of 2023 at the Stroke of Midnight.
2: Both champs. Both champs. Okay.
0: Yes, yeah. the Stroke of Midnight when everybody's going, Happy New Year! The Tribal Chief will still be the Tribal Chief.
2: So, uh, I just... 2022, wild fucking year. And you um, gotta open your envelope. I'm gonna open that real quick. And the
1: yeah, well... first... So your, your guys' envelope thing was between you two. I'm going to take a potty break and let you guys crack into that okay. bad boy. I'll, I'll rejoin you here in a few.
2: Okay. Nice. So before I do that, like I, I feel like the top four stories of 2022, Cody Rhodes leaves All Elite Wrestling after being a fucking pillar, getting that company off the ground Pretty unexpectedly, sees through the Elite's bullshit and Tony Khan's Mark Booking, opts to return to WWE, like I said, to win the belt his daddy didn't win. After a 19-year hiatus, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out of retirement and has a match in the main event of WrestleMania Night One. Vince McMahon, after countless allegations of sexual misconduct, is forced into retirement from WWE and gives up creative. And amidst one of could have been the only true competition to WWE in decades, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and other names leave WWE, leave retirement to join AEW, try to add credence to this upstart, and are eventually met with pushback, culminating in a all out. Real life brawl between CM Punk, his closest, and the Bucks and Omega in the backstage, ending what could have been a great relationship between all of them and some great business. All of these things truly were the top stories of 2022 and they will shape 2023. It's going to be like uh, for you, Phil, which was the biggest?
0: Vince. Without a shadow of a doubt, Vince is wrestling, whether we like it or not. Everything in this industry is in Vince's shadow one way or another. And the fact that Nick Khan, even for a short amount of time, was able to pin Vince's shoulders to the mat for the three count is astronomical. Is like I never thought this would ever happen. Vince has been on a decades-long Goldberg undefeated streak. I thought he was the dragon only time would slay. But we saw that there was a couple of kinks in his armor. And now granted, he's coming back. He's he's on a redemption arc, if you will. But yeah, yeah. I think Vince is... I wouldn't even say redemption arc, but uh, comeback. Yeah, that's really more like, you know, like you think the... The villain is dead, but then the hand comes up. Like, yeah, that's that's a little closer to no. That, that.
2: All right, Phil, it's time. Let's let's finish this broadcast, and then I'll hand it off to you guys. If if Chicken comes back, I'm going to open the envelope from yeah I got last to year's Tony G's 2022 year end predictions. Now we have something FTR, to prepared. FTR, to. FTR, FTR, FTR. Fuck you, and FTR. All right, opening the envelope. Been sealed for just over a year. And I've got my picks for 2023. Oh, what could have been? My men's match of the year, CM Punk versus Brian Danielson. God damn it. Like, share, subscribe to see my thoughts on that. My women's match of the year, Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. God damn it, why didn't they do that? Uh, another missed opportunity. Phil, you you're not going to believe this, but my tag team match of the year. Briscoes versus FTR.
0: Wow. I don't know if you can see that.
2: But it's right there.
0: Well done. You called that one from like basically eight ball corner pocket, that
2: one. My uh, my men's wrestler of the year, maybe would have been had not things happened the way they did, CM Punk. My women's wrestler of the year, they dropped the ball with her, Rhea Ripley.
0: Mm,
2: damn, they did. My tag team of the year, and I still stand by this one, FTR.
0: Okay. My you... worst
2: wrestler of the year, uh, and you know what? This still kind of rings true regardless of the year, Nyla Rose. My... Uh,
0: Eh. yeah she's my
2: wasted that. wrestler of the year braun breaker eh, they did okay with him
0: yeah they made him an champion so i'd say thankfully you can call that one wrong
2: my uh my event of the year was royal rumble it wasn't bad but it wasn't as good as it could have been and my wrestle shit of the year was just stadium stampede which don't get me wrong whatever iteration of it there was this year was pretty bad
0: you know i gotta give you calling the tag team match of the year that's pretty good
2: yeah that shit wasn't booked when i called it so i will say that but no no
0: well done well done jim Cornette was just calling for it and because that's the only thing tony Khan listens to (laughs) um it happened so that
2: being said though um I'm going to get signing off here, folks. Um, Well, I'm going to let you take this home. So I'm just going to give you my outro here real quick. Look, uh, I'm your 14-time champ, Tony fucking G, non-chill-filtered, non-coppa-friendly, quadruple-distilled, and I hope to hold on to this thing heading into Royal Rumble. We'll retain, we'll be your champ more times than not throughout 2023. This is going to be a good year for wrestling. Fingers crossed. I have my predictions for next year. Set, ready to go to give to Phil since he's not with me in studio tonight. And I cannot wait to see you. Like, share, subscribe for our coverage of the Royal Rumble. Like, share, subscribe to see my thoughts on the matches that AEW could have, should have, and didn't fucking do. And I will catch you on the next one. Phil, take us home.
0: Folks, all you beautiful people out there, all of you within the sound of my voice and all sundry within the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast and Big Bucket Empire, as I'm known to say around here, all that being said, Thank you for joining us here at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube and Spotify and Big Fucking Empire on YouTube and Facebook. Big Buckin' Empire, the place to be for you and me, folks. I am the devilishly handsome outlaw himself, your king of extreme, Phil K.O.E., the man of the hour, the man with the power of the man that makes the other podcast cower, the prince and potentate of the political parlance, the lord of the Scottish Highlands, one damn handsome man if I do say so myself, folks. God bless every last one of you. It has been a great. It's been a great time with all of you. We got through 2022 and we did it and we came together, me and you. And now we move on to 2023 and we hope it brings us more happiness and glee. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. I hope all of you make it back to the next Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast Year in Review. Happy, healthy, much the wiser. God bless every last one of you. Catch you on the flip side. Here and see if it just if I smooths ever itself get out. Back. Tell you what I'll do. If I ever get back. I promise to refabricate you. Raging. Rivers of gold, that's what the brochure advertised, and now we're lost, we gotta take it down, let you game slow, it's hard to survive. Oh, 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 yeah.